Al, it has been a tumultuous year, but now we are in the future. We are in the year 2020, and our eyesight is perfect. No, it's Take not. those glasses off. You don't need them anymore. No, everything's blurry still. <laughs> oh, dang it. But we're in 2020 now. 2020! It's amazing. Can you believe last week? Man, can you believe the game of the year? <laughs> what a big surprises throughout, man. I can't believe that got game of the year. Wow. Just amazing. Who could have who could have guessed it? Me. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh I guess so for clarification's note, we are recording this episode prior to like a lot prior to when it would usually go up like this is a month out yep um mostly because we had just finished this game and we wanted to talk about it we didn't want to wait a month to talk about it and forget about everything that happened in it and just you know it's easier to talk about things when it's fresh and all that stuff and like like we've talked about you know previously december was very packed we had a set schedule for everything so couldn't really jostle it in anywhere else so we're going to talk about it now. And by mm-hmm. now, I mean a month ago when you're hearing this. <laughs> Time so, is hello. weird. Time is weird. Time <laughs> is a construct. Welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. This is episode, okay, so 156, 7, 8, 160. Whoa. And the first episode of 2020. Starting off strong. Starting off strong. I am Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. And we're going to talk about a big old video game today. Uh Uh-huh. One that we have been eagerly anticipating. Uh Uh-huh. And talked about the previous two episodes in this big old series. Which we talked about. I think we talked about all those last year. I think so. It makes sense because we didn't get into them until we played Tokyo Xanadu. Uh huh. Uh, the we talked about Trails of Cold Steel one. That was episode one hundred and eight last this time last year. Wow. And then one hundred and thirty is Trails of Cold yes. Steel two. We talked about that a little later on because I didn't play 2 until I reviewed the PS4 version Mm -hmm. or I didn't finish it until I played the PS4 version so Mm -hmm. so those are the previous episodes if you need to go catch up on like hundreds of hours of JRPGs but also just play Trails of Cold Steel because yeah they're they're good it's a really good series they're pretty good they're all on PS4 now so like it's a it's a very convenient way to get them Yep. Or or if you want to wait for the Switch version of three next year, or I guess th- excuse me, this year. This year. <laughs> Which uh, that still seems like a, a weird thing, but I think that you know we talked about this. Yeah. It's a a bizarre thing just due to the fact of the publisher switch from one and two to three. So I think that's the main cause of this. But yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. I mentioned in my review, don't come to this game as your first game in the series, because that's not really going to work. Yeah, no, it would not work. I mean, they have those big text dumps if you want to, like, read through the uh, the story of 1 and 2, but, like, that's not going to give you the, the full mm. the full scope of what, it, what all has happened and everything. You're not going to have that same emotional attachment if you Mm-mm. if you haven't played through everything. So, yeah. 
Uh, regardless, we are talking about The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. Yep. A video game. It is a video game. It is a, a, a very long JRPG. Well, it wasn't as long for you. It's still long. It is still long. Longer than your average JRPG, I would say. Yeah, I could say that. Because, like, I finished at, like, what, 60 hours, I think we said? Mm-hmm. 60-ish. So, like, that's that's pretty long. Do we even want to tell people how long I have logged into it? <laughs> Do we even want to talk about that? No. Okay. Just just know that Alice played this game twice already. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Basically, like, immediately started a new game plus. Man. Casually as you do. Very casually. Um <laughs> So yes, this is the uh, the penultimate game in the in the Cold Steel series, the third game in the series as well, picking up a year and a half after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2. And I will say that it's going to be basically impossible for us to give this a spoiler-free review. Um, if you want if you want a spoiler-free review, read yours. Find my review on Crunchyroll and read that. Because that's about as spoiler-free as you're going to get. Yep. So. But this isn't going to be spoiler-free. At all. True. Like, the the only thing I would say is, like, if you've played 1 and 2, just play this. That's a play, no-brainer. Play 3. It's amazing. If you are at all interested in these games, and, like, you've listened to us talk about the first two games, and you're, you're still interested, like, just go play them. Yep. Nothing we're going to say here is, like, going to disinterest you. Hopefully. But like, but also you would just be very confused by what's happening if you haven't played through the first two games. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Also, you might want to play Trails in the Sky as well. <laughs> and also, you might want to try and find those Crossbell games and play those as well. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be an interesting adventure for us. Yeah. Um. So let's just let's just we gotta dive in immediately yeah. because this is the way it goes. At the end of Trails of Cold Steel 2, we yep. talked about how it was a game that never felt, or it didn't feel like it knew how to end. And mm-hmm. one of those reasons was that like there are two bonus chapters to the end of the game. And one of those is you take control of certain characters from the, the Crossbell games, and you play as them. And you Lloyd. fight Rain. Um, and that was like a little like strange, because like those Crossbell games, as of this recording, have not been put out... Or localized in English. They are Japanese only. Mm-hmm. But um, I will try and find this quote real quick. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a very strange thing because like you don't really know these characters. And it was like kind of like, oh, I guess this is, these are people. I guess that's cool. Um, sure. That is the thing. Um, I'm sure it's cool for people in Japan. Oh, totally. Because like just how interconnected these games already kind of been have kind of been already like mm-hmm. uh prince oliver is a staple of the trails in the sky series yep and he shows up in these games um this is a quote from the president of nihon falcom uh toshihiro kondo he's talking about the the crossbow game specifically um he got a question about like hey are you guys going to do anything are you going to localize those uh, and he says, the thing about both of those games is that they were originally developed for PSP in Japan, and then later on they received what's called the Evolution versions of them in Japan, which I believe those came out on the Vita. 
Uh, but the point is that they're no longer able to be played on modern consoles. So what we want to do as a company, what we're actually starting to prepare for, is to be able to bring both of those games to modern consoles. So right now, it's still in the very early stages, and there's not much to be said about it. But as we do this, and as those plans become a little bit more solidified, we 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 would like to absolutely start talks with foreign publishers and things, and get that conversation going to bring these games finally out to fans here in the West. And that was actually a big thing that they talked about with this game with with cold steel 3 in particular mm-hmm. um there was a quote also from kondo in july of 2017 around the time when this game was coming out in japan and he said foreign sales have reached a point with both the trails and ease series where we can't ignore them from a development angle anymore uh ease memories of this whatever this word is for example sold more outside of japan than it did inside of japan because vita has been kind of on the decline for a while outside of japan and because the ps4 user base is pretty established elsewhere we began shifting toward ps4 development so like they are very cognizant of the fact that like these games are popular outside of japan good so and the fact that he's like hey we're in the talks to port these game, port those crossbell games to modern consoles, and then if we do that, we will. We are absolutely open to putting these out elsewhere. So, there is totally a guarantee that these will be playable at some point in the near future. Whether that comes around, whether that, whether Trails of Cold Steel Four comes first, or these games come out first, you know that remains to be seen. But like, we will be able to play those games at some point. It very much seems likely, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get back to our original point. Um. So those characters showing up was very confusing for you know English players if like you hadn't really been aware of those of those crossbow games or anything. So that was was that was a bit strange. But then you get to the Trails of Cold Steel three, mm-hmm. and basically you know they're they're like oh hey remember these characters from those crossbow games in two? Uh, well now hey ha- do you remember these ga- these characters from Trails in the Sky? Do you remember these characters from from the crossbow games? Yeah, you probably should know these characters. Hmm. Like, this game is very much like, hey, we're implementing the stories and characters from those previous series, and we are mashing them all together into this now. So, if you haven't played those games, you probably should. But I think as well, like, they do a decent enough job at kind of, like, explaining the, the, why they're important, Mm -hmm. like, what their characterizations are, um their surrounding stories and like the characters from those games and like why they're important and um, how they are able to connect into this game specifically. So like, even if you haven't played those games, like we hadn't, um, you're not completely left out of the loop. Right. You're not going to be super duper lost. Right. I think that's a very good thing, which I think might, I, I, I they're probably going to kind of do the same thing in trails of cold steel four mm-hmm. because I guess, spoiler for that if you watch the opening video of that game it clearly shows the protagonists from the trails in the sky series and the crossbell games correct so they are going to show up at some point so which is cool that it's all like coming together and totally like it's i'm excited and i really hope that we get to play the crossbell games pretty soon Mm -hmm. and i guess trails in the sky three that is that is available it is it's PC only though, which because they ported, they did, they localized the the first two games, the PSP games. Mm-hmm. They put those out here, but they never put out three in English on Sony consoles. They only put it out in PC. Ah, oh. so that's the only caveat. And on um, PC, yeah. I started playing Trails in the Sky One just to, like make sure it worked and everything. That game is very slow. Is it? 
Which I think is also just me coming off of playing all of Trails of Cold Steel 3 in high speed mode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh my god, this is so slow. I think one of the funniest things about Trails of Cold Steel 3 in the high speed mode is that like when you turn it off after having it on for a while, it's like, oh my god. Oh, you're sweating in molasses. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. Is it's just like molasses. Everything's oh, so yeah. slow. I was like, what is happening? So you turn it back on after like having not played it and you're like, you're, we go to move and you're like, why am I so slow? Oh, I got to turn it back on. Dang it. Which I played it the first time around with no high speed whatsoever. I don't know how you did. That's probably why your, your hour count was so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because I played it twice. It's true. Um, so yeah, like they have like a lot of like the same kind of um, accessibility and implementations like that that they had in the the ps4 ports of trails of cold steel 1 2 so you know the high speed mode's back so you get to just like run around and be very speedy and everything's very speedy zoom run into everything it's yeah it's it's drive terribly it's a fun way to play it is you to be very fast like the only thing like it kind of messes up at times is like sometimes it will cut off characters when they are saying stuff yep. if like it's a cutscene that like just kind of moves forward in that sort of direction but like it's nothing too terrible because like you know it'll but still be the text will be on the screen but it also leads to some really funny stuff like reen's s craft <laughs> my blade <laughs> 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 yeah he'll just like he'll, he'll he will not just stand there and say his lines he'll just be like here's my first line <laughs> <laughs> My mind is clear. Well, and Sarah's is even funnier, mm -hmm. really. Sarah's is just a mess. It's pretty good. So those are funny in high-speed mode. Yeah. Or Reen clapping in high-speed mode. Just sitting there doing that the entire time. What a good boy. Um, Let's talk about some of the new stuff that's in this game. Let's do it. Um, It's graphical overhaul. Yeah. Um, because this is, of course, the first time they put it, they put the games on PS4, uh -huh. um, and they were PS4 exclusive. Like they were not putting them out on Vita or, or PS3 anymore. Like it was PS4, and that's it. Um, of course, like we said, they're they're they are porting it to Switch. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll we'll see how that 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 works. How it performs. Yeah, that's going to be the the big issue. Um, gameplay wise, it's relatively the same. Mm -hmm. Like there's a new user interface for battles and everything, but like. For the most part, it is the same style that you have been using since Trails in the Sky, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, you have orders now, but, like, that's really mm -hmm. not that different. Yeah, that's the only, like, real big new inclusion is the order system, which kind of gives you, like, a little boost and buff, depending on, like, what you do. So, like, you have to, like, you have to sacrifice your brave points, which you use for, like, uh, follow-up attacks and rush attacks and all that sort of stuff, which you had been using throughout the other games as well. But, you yeah. know, the, these will give you, like, oh, you know, for a certain amount of turns, you will get half damage reduction because you're in defense mode or, like, you'll you'll be in heal mode and you'll you'll get a little healing buff or you're in attack mode, so your attacks are better and all that sort of stuff. So it's, like, it's like those kinds of things, Speed essentially. Speed mode. Mm -hmm. um, one of the characters can switch... Um, weapon types on the fly going from like a shooter shooting type character to a, a melee type character mm -hmm. which is an interesting little little caveat although she was um, always the shooter for me really i had her melee all the time no because she could hit multiple people and uh, because i set her up as like a status effect character that like that she, makes sense 
a hundred percent of the time, if they were not immune, she would status affect them. So the mm. more of them that I hit, they would get status effects. It was fantastic. Uh, this says as well, like, uh, there's new like enhancements to like, you know, bosses will, will, will buff themselves up every now and then they'll like gain H HP. They'll be like ready to attack better and have stronger. It's kind of like, um, if you were playing an MMO and they get enraged mm -hmm. similar to that kind of, uh, mechanic. Oh, and the break um, gauge is new. Break gauge is new. Um, and the mech fights are a little bit different. Are they? A little bit. I think I think because like you have like more group fights this time. Oh yeah. Well, group fighting is different, but yeah. Like for the most part, it's still mostly the same. But yeah, like but like we're saying, it's it's a lot of kind of like subtle improvements. It's not like we are completely replacing this entire battle system with this new one. It's just like now nah, we're gonna you know keep you know implementing on what we've already done, and just you know here's the same stuff basically, but a little bit better. Don't break or don't change what's broke. Not broken. Yep. That sort of thing. Um, there are new mini games, and by new mini games, there are improved upon mini games. Essentially, uh, fishing uh, has been overhauled. Yes, it has. Uh, you are the fishing expert, so I would like you to, to talk about fishing through fishing. Okay, so fishing in the other games was you would like throw out the line, and then you randomly smash buttons um in time to mm -hmm. catch the fish so it's kind of rhythm game ish um it was fine and then now it is a system where you have to do kind of like um a shadow hearts like circle hit i don't know what those are called it's just like a timing thing where you like you have a there is a, like you said, there's a circle gauge, and on one side there is there are three different bars, and depending on which bar you get, like you have a higher chance of getting a better fish. Correct. It's it's very Shadow Hearts esque. Um, so once you hit a color, if you hit a color, then that decides how big of a fish you're gonna get, and then um, you have to essentially just like press the circle button repeatedly. Um, mm -hmm. but the fish can also get mad and pull on your, um, on your rod. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and if you don't pay attention to like what your tension is and everything, you will lose that fish when it gets mad. So you have to make sure that you're not letting it get too far, but you like, don't let it get too close. There's like a happy medium on there. Um, but then eventually you reel in the fish. But there's also, um, you can put enhancements on your fishing rod. You can buy them from stores throughout. Um, so you can get like stronger lines or better reels. And then by doing that, it makes it a lot easier to fish. Was that a thing that you could do in the previous game? Like upgrading your, or like buying upgrades for your rod and everything? You could just buy new rods. Okay. But you couldn't like upgrade... This one, instead of buying new rods, you have the same rod. You just buy upgrades for it. Okay. Um, but it does make fishing quite a bit easier as you upgrade the rod. And um, I did a lot of fishing. I think I think we said I had like a hundred something fish caught. Does that does that sound that right? That sounds about right. I will believe it. I think it was over a hundred fish. Um, 
I really like fishing in games. I don't know why, because I don't like fishing in real life. But like anytime a game's like, hey, you can fish, I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> um, but Cold Steel, I really, really enjoy fishing. I think it's very, very fun. Although I am very mad they put two sharks as things that you can catch. It's not nice. It's not nice. I was not expecting that. And I caught one. I'm like, whoa, uh-uh. Get out of here. Catch like, and release. <laughs> like, one of them is a ghost one, but still, like, I don't want it. It can go away. Too spooky. So I caught I caught the one that was required on there and then just, like, left. <laughs> I'm out. I'm good. Like, if I ever caught a shark at the, at the fishing spots, I was like, nope, never fishing there again. We're good. <laughs> So yeah, fishing is fun. Unless you're Jared. Fishing's bad. Fishing's not I bad. I hate it. Hated it. It's not bad. I was terrible at it. And I just like, <laughs> anytime I tried, like I just failed horribly. And I was just like, f*** this. Oh, Did you done. upgrade the rod? I think I got, I had like one or two upgrades. But I was just like, I'm done. Oh. I'm not buying these upgrades. Even though I had money, I could have, but. You should have. I'm it done makes with it fishing. So much easier. Done. Also, I caught a giant fish. You did ca like, catch a giant fish. It's like bigger than the screen. I don't know how Reen even picked it up with one arm. He's he's, very, than, he's, he's got a strong arm. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, I was gonna say because he's shredded. Like all the dudes are shredded and topless a lot in this game, and I'm like, <laughs> true. All right, cool. I guess you're just super super cut now. Which, I mean, I guess he is like, kind of been in the military for a year and a half. Yeah. So, like, and he, like, it, it, he's gone to a military school. So, yeah, like, he, but he's shredded and he was not shredded in the last two games at all. Now he is. It's all that um, speedy motion he goes through. He's like, speedy motion and probably, you know, weightlifting giant fish. <laughs> that's, that's how he, he works out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Runs very fast, lifts giant fish. <laughs> what a workout routine. It's true. Takes lots of baths. Yep, that too. Um, So yeah, I really like fishing. You did not like fishing. But then it is the opposite case for the new mm -hmm. card game. There is a new card game. They have replaced Blade, which... Let's talk about Blade. It sucked. All right. That's all we need to say. I um, liked Blade. It's bad. I liked it. I played it a lot. I went back and played it on Trails of Cold Steel 1. It's bad. Like, I there is it. no strategy to that game. It is just placing cards down, hopefully, hoping that you have the right kind of cards in your hand and just making sure that you have the right, you have, you have a number that's higher than theirs, and that's it, and hoping you don't get hit with, like, a bolt or a mirror. It's bland. It's boring. There is no strategy to it. It sucks strategy no um especially like you play it in xanadu and xanadu if you're not thinking smart about i don't i honestly it, do not remember it in xanadu at all <laughs> it's in the arcade because i played it a lot there too um but if you like make one tiny mistake in that one you're boned you will lose um and i liked blade i, I thought it was a lot of fun i played it quite a bit but now it's gone. It is, it has been swept up by the new hot hit sensation of collectible card games, and that's Vantage Masters. It's a children's card game. It is a children's card game. What if 
you took Magic the Gathering and put it in Trails of Cold Steel. Reen gets confused. And that's like, basically I... what you have here. He's like, I play Blade. Is that the same thing? He's like, no. Give it the times, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> He should have been like, oh, I play Blade. Isn't that the same thing? And then the little kids are like, okay, Boomer. <laughs> um, so so basically this this is completely overhauled. It's not Blade in the slightest. It is, like we said, it's basically Magic the Gathering in, the, in a way. Um, so, but like Magic doesn't have like a master card system. So it's a little bit different. It's kind of, I guess, more in the line of Hearthstone. Um, so you have you can you you have your own deck. There's a decoration system, so you can create your own decks and everything. Um, you know you could make it sort of like uh, fitted towards a single element if you wanted. Um, all that sort of things. There are master cards, which your master cards are you know what your starting HP is and everything. They also have um, they'll tell you how much mana you will start with, how much attacks they will start with, and then some of them will have specific little skills that you can do, like you know. Uh, for the most part, we use the fighter card, which starts you off at 30 health and I think 3 attack, and it's 2 mana to start with. But you can use 3 mana that you bank, because you keep banking mana each turn and everything. That's just how card games work, usually. Um, and that'll like bump up everyone on your... on your uh, Everyone that you have like cast out, their, their attack power will go up by 1. So like they'll have like abilities like that and everything. Um, and essentially this is a collectible card game that you play against other folks that you run across, um, and you beat them and you get more cards and everything. And that is the nature of the beast. So, you know, you start off with your specific mana, you'll play cards. Um, and you know, you have to be like, Oh, I have one mana or I have two mana. So I need to play this, these two one mana cards, you know, they'll be pretty weak. They'll be like one ones and all that sort of stuff. So you're not going to be like, killing things on on turn one specifically but you just uh, you go back and forth and you keep going until one player's uh, mastercard hp is at zero and then that is the person who wins uh you know there are creature cards like we talked about those are the ones that are going to have you're going to be using the most because you know they'll have attacks and defense and everything they'll mm -hmm. also have skills and abilities uh there are spell cards which are you know they'll cost a few mana here and there but they'll do specific things like there's some that be like oh you know you play this card it'll bump up your your creature's attack power if it's a specific element it'll give it another boost um you can do this amount of damage to a card you can seal this card you could heal one of your cards with these kind of spells that sort of thing um yeah, like, I just really got into this in a way that I wasn't expecting in the slightest. Like, I played the first game, and I was like, this is fun. You know, I, yeah, this is really good. And I was like, I kept going on towards everyone, be like, oh, when do I get to play a children's card game again? I kept looking out for that icon, and <laughs> like, oh, I get to play this person. I get to play this person. And then, of course, I always whoop that Except for when you lost, and then had to redo it. And then I whooped that <laughs> in a children's card game. I was the best children's card game player in the history. It's true. Of you, you beat Vantage everybody. Masters. I beat them all. I whooped all their ass. Mm -hmm. Had all the cards. I made it rain after I I won the final game. I was like, here, Kurt Vander's mom. I'm gonna make my cards rain on you. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the children's card game master. Um. So yeah, th those are the two big new mini games and that have been overhauled and everything. 
one's good, one is not as as fun. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I mean, we have opposite opinions on which one is the case, but you're not wrong that <laughs> that one is good and the other one's not as good. So there you go. Uh, I think that's kind of like the big the big hitters in terms of like new stuff in this game. Um, the other new stuff is basically just story. Yep. Because there's a lot of new story. There's a lot of new characters mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, so now we're in like super duper spoiler mode. So there's that. Um, like we mentioned at the the beginning of this episode, this takes place a year and a half after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2. So some things have happened in between then and now. Mm-hmm. Reen is older. He looks older. He is no longer a child. He does look older. He is now a teacher. He's now a teacher. There he is a. Uh, they have made a Thor's Branch Campus, a Please. subsidiary of the main campus now, um, and they have sent. And Reen's basically like, "I'll go teach there." Yay! Yay! It's um, basically like a suburb of Heimdall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Leaves. There's some leaves there. <laughs> God. Um, Rain's been through a lot mm-hmm. in the year and a half, but now he's going to go be a teacher. He's going to go pay it forward. Uh, it is a very... It, the campus itself is pretty big. Like It's about mm-hmm. the same size as the main branch campus, but like there's not a lot of people there. No. Um, the staff itself is like at the, at the beginning five people. Yeah. Or I guess maybe like six if you count the weird professor. Uh, the jerk professor shows up and he's also working here but the main like kind of like faculty members is uh, General Le Guin from the second game is the principal mm-hmm. of the school um, which is wild Major Michael is <laughs> a member of the railway military police and he's like kind of like the second in command here essentially mm-hmm. there is Reen who is the teacher of the new class 7 Mm-hmm. Which is essentially a, a another version of class seven where they're Special kind of operations. Be doing the same sort of things. Uh Toa is the teacher of military finance. My girl. <laughs> she is she has gone to become a teacher. And from the Crossbell games, one Mr. Randy Orlando. Randy Orlando. He is teaching combat tactics. Um, I love that when they introduce him, he is Randolph Orlando. And then it basically, immediately, he's Randy Orlando. Randy Orlando. And, like, every time he showed up, I'm basically like, Randy Orlando! <laughs> Which, for the record, is a lot. It's true. He shows up a lot. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's great. Um, So those are the big faculty members and also pretty much the, the main workers of the school. <laughs> yeah, eventually you, you get, um, what's it, Celestin? Celestin? Yeah, uh, basically people that you went to school with previously start to show up and begin to work some of like the minor jobs mm-hmm. around the school. But, you know, the main kind of faculty is essentially those five. Yeah, those dudes don't teach. Mm-hmm. But these guys teach. Reen mm-hmm. teaches till it teaches. Randy Orlando teaches. Randy Orlando teaches. Um, the principal the- teaches art. Art, for some reason. Uh, I never <laughs> figured out what Major Michael teaches. Yeah, I don't know. He's just there. Maybe math? I yeah, that might be right. 
because he did he had some mathy stuff going on at one point which you'd think that that would kind of show up in military finance but like nope that's all regular finance they, stuff they all kind of like have like they have their they're split up into different classes but then like they take all like their gen ed stuff together right also can we talk about the fact that reen is a history teacher <laughs> also, i'm so happy <laughs> And he's wearing fake glasses to make to try and throw people off the off the trail that he's him, <laughs> and Even no one it, buys it. No one buys it. But also, his name is Reen Schwarz. Or like, buddy, everybody knows who you are, unless you like adopt a fake name. Like everybody's gonna know. But it's me, Bream Dwarzer. <laughs> but also, like, you're like a giant war hero and all that jazz. Like he comes out in his fake glasses, and like all these girls, are like, oh, it's the Asher Chevalier. He's like, oh god, my glasses didn't work. Well, and then one of his students, Kurt's like, those are dumb. You should take them off. They look bad. He's like, oh, okay. And he's like, wow, it's Kurt. That's savage. Well, just tell your guess. teacher he looks bad in his glasses. Which, well, for the record, I don't think he looks bad in his glasses. I think he should keep the glasses. He looks like a nerd. He is a nerd. That's true. But yeah, I was stoked that he became the history teacher. And I'm like, yeah! Says the former history teacher. <laughs> the history major. I, I majored in history a lot. The, the history doctorate. Yeah, the history doctorate. Uh, so yeah, there's your kind of brief introduction to the new Thor's Branch Academy. Um, they have blue years. They do have blue uniforms, uh, so you get your new class seven, and initially it is three people in your class. <laughs> yep. Uh, you have Yuna, who is a former member of the Crossbell Police Academy, mm-hmm. and uh, formerly a person who lived in Crossbell, so she is well aware of all the, the stuff that happened there. She's a Crossbellian. Yes. You have Kurt Vander. Kurt Vander! He is the son of the Vanders. Who you've met yeah. in the previous Trails games. Yeah, he's the second son. And also his brother is Mueller. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you always hear about the Vander style and he will tell you about the Vander style. He will style. tell you about the Vander style. Um, and then finally, the third member is Altina, who was the Black Rabbit in Trails of Cold Steel 2, one of the, the main antagonists. And mm-hmm. also the person you see working with Breen in the uh, one of the bonus chapters at the end of Trails of Cold Steel 2. Mm-hmm. When you're the crossbell folks. And, so she is there. Um, is a model number after Milliam. Yes. She's from the Black Workshop. Yep. So that's your new Class 7. You go through a dungeon immediately because that's how Class 7s operate. Which it's hilarious because Reen's like, oh God, watch the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody listens. And then the same thing happens where like Kurt is just like, Face first in some boobies. He, the unit just lands on him, and, and he's like, like ah. Well, and the funny thing is, is that like, Kurt Kurt Vander is like one of the nicest boys. I I know I said he was savage earlier, but like, when when Yuna lands on him and like just gets face full of boob, um, she's very embarrassed, and he's just like not flustered. But also like he he's like you know I know this is weird, but like. Also, please get off me because I'm having a hard time breathing. <laughs> and it was really funny to me that he's just like, I can't breathe. Can you please remove yourself from me? Oh, and he Kurt even Bander. like 
adorable. And she's like, ah, this is terrible. He's like, if it makes you feel any better, you can hit me. And I'm like, Kurt Vander, what are you doing? And he does get hit. And Reen's over there like, teehee, this brings back memories. At least those two kind of like don't worked, stay awkward together. Fast. Yeah, they worked out very fast. Yeah. Yeah, she apologizes really quickly for it, but um, <laughs> I just this funny. Reen's over there like, oh, some things never change. Um, while Kurt Vander's over there being the good boy. He's a good boy. I guess Reen was also a good boy about it, but he didn't say like, hey, I can't breathe. Please get off me. It's true. He's just like, uh, my hands are out. I'm not touching not anything. Not touching. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you go through a dungeon made by the the weird professor man who made Schmidt. the major sword for Valimar. Um, he is also joined by a new member of the school as well as Tita. She is from mm-hmm. the Trails in the Sky games. Um, they they lead you through a dungeon and you fight a magic knight, and then you beat it. And then Rain's like, "Hey, do you guys want to be in class seven? You got to tell me why." And they're like, "Yeah, I guess. Okay." And he's like, "Yay, good job." <laughs> Which is funny because originally Altina's like, uh, I I have to be here. And he's, and he's like, like, no. No. You have to decide for yourself whether or not you want to be here. And she's like, um, um, I don't know how to make my own choices. What do I do? And he's like, okay, we'll just we'll just figure it out along the way. <laughs> also, I like how like he's like, hey, you know, if you don't want to join, I'll, I'll just talk to the the higher ups. We'll get you transferred to a different class and everything. And then like once like everyone enjoy like accepts and everything, it pans out to like the other faculty members. It's Major Michael. It's Major Michael. So. Is like, you can't change classes. That's not a thing you can do. And Laguin's like, you know, if he would have asked, I would have let him do it. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Which is a very Laguin thing to do. It's very. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny. He's like, you can't do that. And I was like, eh. <laughs> but what if you did that? It's quite funny. The the f- dichotomy of the higher ups of the the branch campus is Major Michael being like the stern one, like this is how we're gonna do things. It's it's this way. There's no other way we can do it. And then the Gwen just like walks in, just like, hey, what's up, everybody? Let's do all these things in different ways. Whoa! Major Michael's over there, like, oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> Why did I take this job? Why am I here? Let me run into you in the hallway a lot. Oh my god, stop running into me in the hallways, Major Michael. I'm just <laughs> reading my text messages. Both of us had a situation where we were reading Rain's text messages. And Major Michael, like, once we close the phone, Major Michael's just, like, standing next to us, like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm ah! reading. <laughs> There's love, enough Major room Michael. in the hallway you could walk around me. <laughs> It's made even weirder that we both played in like his like unspeakable costume for the other games. So Major Michael's just like standing next to this like open no shirt Reen who's reading his text messages in the halls. It's pretty good. God. So yeah, we have a class seven again. We do. New new class seven, class seven two point oh. The noobs. The noobs. Our, our new ch- Also, we're going to get new members, but they will come later. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them yet. Because the prologue basically spoils that. Yeah, 
Because I mean, it does the thing that like the other games do, where it's like, here's the thing that's going to happen later on. When will you get to it? Who knows? Probably chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it usually works. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that they're going to join the class eventually, and like you get kind of a quick introduction to them, especially because like they come and talk to Reen after class one day. They're like, "Hey, we just want to introduce ourselves," and Ash is like, "Hey, you suck." <laughs> just want to let you know. Reen's like, "Oh, okay." And Muse is like, "Thanks." I kind of want to bone you like a lot, and he's like, "Um." Hop on that. <laughs> basically, and he's like. <laughs> Please, uh, excuse me. Please keep five feet between me and you at all times. God, she would take the be like, oh, you, you got five feet down there or something. <laughs> He's oh like, my no. God. Muse is like the biggest perv I've ever seen. God, and like the entire time, anytime she'd show up, I'm like, no, 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 go away. What do you want to say to Reed? Stop sexually harassing your teacher. <laughs> She never quit. No. Nope. She kept sexually harassing her teacher. All the way through. Mm-hmm. Poor Reen. Everyone's just like, no, please stop. Well, and he even tried. Yeah, I mean, like, Yuna's done. <laughs> She's just constantly like, why are you like this? <laughs> and Reen's, like, constantly trying to be very, very kind to her, but also being like, um, no, no, no. Back off. Not interested. I'm going to lose my job if people think you're being serious. <laughs> um, so that's that's a thing. But yeah, when they first introduce themselves, um, you're like, huh, I've seen you guys before in the prologue. I know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But for now, they're in military finance and uh, combat tactics. It's true. Um, so like the... We have the same kind of format of like... We have some free days, and then we have, like, field exercises. It's very similar to the uh, the structure of the first game. Yes. Um, and the, there's, like, situations going around, going on around the country. The students need to go check it out. They have a big armored train for some reason. Choo-choo. Mm -hmm. Which and... helps them conveniently carry around mechs. Yep. Nice. Um, they have this delightful little guy with like a Scottish accent named Pablo who loves trains. He does. He loves trains so much. He even makes model trains. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how we do a lot of this. Is like we have the same like you have some free time. You get to use bonding points and hang out with people. Mm -hmm. And then once that's done, you're gonna like instead of having um. Like the, the old schoolhouse, you have the new schoolhouse. Yeah, and you don't have the the class fights anymore. You just have the mech fights. Yeah, instead. you train like, the like all the students. All that. You train all the students using the mech, so like they are they are fully comfortable using them in combat in case that's a, a thing that needs needs to happen. And basically, it's a lot of like, hey, what kind of mech do you want to use? How's that gonna like what what fits your your fighting style the best? And that's mm -hmm. something that they kind of figure out along the long over the course of the game but yeah, um, that's, that's the basic uh, style before you head off onto your field exercises mm -hmm. um the first field exercise you go somewhere i don't remember where it is <laughs> one of them is called parm and that that's um parmesan 
Harbourjan. That is a place where Kurt Vander lived for a while. Right, yes. I don't remember the other town's name, but it's nearby. Mm-hmm. It's a fancy place. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of get, like, the royal tour, the royal tour, by Kurt Vander, who's like... Uh, the dude who is running that area is Patrick's dad. High arms. Yes. Who Patrick, Patrick as well, is, like, full-blown babyface now. He and Marine are best buds. And it's really good. Like there's, I a, love it. <laughs> there's a scene like uh, the in the prologue where like Reen is traveling to Leafs for the first time, and Patrick's with him, and like kind of like they're just talking, and he's like kind of like making sure like Reen's like all right and everything, and up to speed with everything, and like they have like this good moment together. It's like you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you were here. I'm glad you know well, you have my back and everything. It's like this is great. <laughs> it made me so happy. Like really glad that they they like got together and that patrick's had his um he's had a good character arc Mm -hmm. really um and it's saint arc by the way okay uh also like anytime he's around like other members of class seven they just dunk on him for being an bull in the other games they're like yeah dude you sucked he's like oh yeah i know please stop i don't want to remember that he's like everything's fine now we're i was very mature yeah also he he still wants to get a lease he does. Yeah, he does want to And Reed's like, mm, what do you think about that? He's <laughs> like, so you think you're good enough for my sister, huh? Nobody's good enough for my sister. Um, But yeah, he's still trying to get with Elise, which I don't know if you noticed, but he does eventually get to dance with her. He does. So, you know, Patrick got got at least something. Um, but he he is a much better boy now, and he has learned from his mistakes, and it's very clear that he's learned from his mistakes. Um, like, he knows that he was a jerk and, mm-hmm. like, owns up to it, which is great, because you don't always get that when you get, like, redemption arts. Totally. Um, but, like, his is good. I'm glad they're bros. Um, so, yeah, you go around this this new area, and, you know, you do your field exercise stuff, which is, like, you know, going around helping people in the area fighting monsters you learn that like there's these uh, old archaisms that are running amok and you're like well that's bad these are things where that uh, were being sent out during the civil war and you meet some old dude who's like yeah i've seen these too they're real messed up you should be careful and then like you go past like where he was and like there's just a pile of pile them, of them and you're like uh excuse me <laughs> who is this guy who is this man um you, you also-, also meet the this redheaded lady who's talking to you about a kitten at one point. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, wow, she's dressed weird. That's bizarre, huh? Yeah. Guess we'll never see her again. Uh, you get through your first ex- day of exercises and then, oh no, there's people attacking the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is folks from Ouroboros. Ouroboros. One of them being that redheaded lady that I just mentioned that we were never going to see again. Randy Orlando's cousin. Randy Orlando's cousin. She calls him Dolphy. (laughs) She does. Dolphy. He's like, like, I don't like her. Uh, She is joined by Duvalet. 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 I just wanted to say it again because I messed up. Um, um, so yeah, they're they're here to to mess stuff up because they're like, hello, we're here again. We just wanted to remind you guys that we exist. And then some some friends show up. Um, one thing I do want to say is that there is a moment with Duvali and what is her name? Shirley. Not, Shirley. God. Shirley and Duvali that really upset me because it was really awkward and terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it, it's very like Japanese game tropey, and like that happens. Right. But I, I was just like, why is this happening? Um, but yeah, they're in there attacking the train, and um, then yeah, your friends come. And Which you you had, them... you had seen previously in the day that they had shown up. So you see Elliot, he's doing a performance. You're like, oh, hey, fancy meeting you here. And then like you go to Kurt's uh, old training house, and they're like, oh, we got a new teacher and everything. And then you go back later, and it's like, oh, this is Laura. Yep. Um, who else? Oh, it's, and then at the trains, uh, Fee shows up, mm-hmm. who you hadn't seen previously. Mm-hmm. And then in St. Ark in the uh, cathedral, you see that someone is playing music for the people. It's me. I'm playing music for the people. No, it's Elliot with his side ponytail. So they show up and, and help you fight off fight off Shirley and Duvalee. Duvalee. And then you're like, well, that's messed up. Why are they here? Uh, you regroup the next day and, you, and basically tell the, the the new class seven to f*** off and you're going to go hang <laughs> out with your friends. Basically. And, and they're, they're like, like what do you mean we can't go? And he's like, no, you can't come. It's not safe. And they're like, I'm going to go brood. Well, one thing that he does that I understand why he did it, but also it was sad to see Kurt Vander get oh, yeah, hurt. He just like, he ta- he talks down Kurt Vander bad yeah he's like, just like you're shit. you are not ready for this go sit and go sit in the hall <laughs> go sit in the corner and think about what you did yeah um because kurt's like what do you not like think that i'm reliable or something like that he's like no you're no not. no you're not um <laughs> and it's like oh 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 and um, do, do, do. <laughs> he basically does that and just like falls on his face like george michael um and then Yuna's like, just when I was starting to like you. Because, by the way, Yuna doesn't like Reen Mm-mm. at all. Um, But, yeah, she, like, storms off and is like, Kurt Vander, we're going to show him. <laughs> She's like, f*** him, f*** them. We're going to go. We're going to go find them, trail them, and we're going to help them no matter what. Yep. So Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Vander is real bummed because he's like, oh, I'm trying really hard with I'm my trying. swordsmanship. Yeah, he's got told I was sh- <laughs> He's so sad. He is. And then Altina's there just like, I don't understand emotions, guys. But I'll I'll help you know with what's going on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Uh so you go around investigating investigating stuff and then eventually you find uh Orbos again. Um they're just hanging out in the woods. Uh you also learn about is this where you Humble. learn about? Yeah, you learn about like this big tragedy that had been covered up by the government and everything that was like, um, the Erebonian government committing genocide. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, it was a, it was a, a landslide." Yep, landslide. And it's like, nope. Uh, which is interesting because like you you go there, and um, Shirley and Duvali are there, right? Yep. And, and like you go like you go to pay respects. And they're like, Are you guys here too? All right, go ahead. Like, there's just like this weird, interesting little brief mi- moment where, like, they're not going to like fight each other, but like, you're like, Hey, we kind of have the same idea here. Let's, you know, this is kind of, this is kind of a place where we shouldn't fight each other. And if we go fight each other, we'll do it we'll elsewhere. Meet- we'll meet out back later, yeah. <laughs> which they basically do. But, um, yeah, you find out that, like, 
Hommel, like everyone was massacred, that it was done in order to like start the Hundred Days War. Mm-hmm. Um, and that two people survived, mm-hmm. which we know who those two people are um, because they're in other Legend of Heroes games. It's me and you. Yeah, totally us. Um, and like one of the sad parts about this and there are lots of sad parts, but like there's one part where you first get to the the town and you have to like go and check out all the shiny spots and like some of them are like children's toys mm-hmm. and the thing about like how old that they would potentially be at that point. Um, one thing that I've still not figured out about this and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the heck it's about is that Reen has a flashback in this one. And he's like, no, I've never been here. I don't know what that's about. And I still haven't figured out why he has that flashback there. Maybe we'll find out in the next game. <laughs> maybe. Um, like, I thought maybe it was just because, like, his flashback involved fire and, like, this one had fire in it. And it may just be a situation of, like, similar circumstances. I don't know. What if there but... was a fourth survivor? <laughs> oh, my God. Jared, spoilers! There's supposed to be two survivors. Well, him and himself. <laughs> what if Reen's not fully Reen? I mean, that's not completely incorrect. But... Not in the way that the game tells you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So yeah, you find out all about Hamel and how it's like this big cover up and people suck. Um. So they 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 meet. Duvali and um, Shirley out back by the dumpsters and they're going to go fight and um, I say that they're actually out in the woods but it's funnier my way um, and so you have to fight them and some some archaisms are like I think some archaisms and like some of those weird jaguar things mm-hmm. um, and if you win that which you should um, they're like oh man we need backup and like Shirley's dude's gonna come and help and um the rest the rest of Dubley's crew show up. The rest of the the Stallritter? Are they the Stallritter? I thought the the is the lady in charge the Stallritter? Well the Are they oh, as a group the Stallritter? <laughs> they're as a group but they're they're called the Stallritter. Okay. I feel like that's it's too many names. Too many group names. <laughs> Um, so those two show up, and then um, Shirley's like right hand man, and they're like, "Oh, we don't, we don't want to do this." And then here come the kiddos, storming in, um, which they are joined by Ash and a mech. Because mm-hmm. Ash has just been like kind of hiding in the background and just like, "Hey guys, can I come with? I want to tell Reen to f- off too." <laughs> they're like, "Sure, come on." <laughs> So he, he shows up in a mech. Uh, Kurt Vander and Altina and Yuna all like also show up. They throw everybody off their game. So like, oh, we're not going to fight this time. And then... You got to fight a big mech. Fight a big mech. They're like, hey, how about you fight this guy? Because it's ready. And they're like, oh, this thing's big. Yeah, we don't like this. This is not fun. Um... So Reen calls on his good buddy Valimar, who apparently talks more human now, and that won't is smooch sig- him. he won't give us smooches. And it's significant that he, he speaks normally now, but he calls on Valimar and Ash gets knocked out with his uh his mech and 
Kurt Vander's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in that mech and I'm going to fight. So he like. Marine's like, I, that's probably not a good idea. And he's like, no, I will gonna... do it anyways. So he like tags Ash out and he's like, let me in that mech. And then they fight and they destroy the thing, sort of. But they don't actually destroy it because guess who does destroy it? All right. Fee's dad's here. Mm -hmm. So Zephyr shows up and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, our, our leader's back. And everyone's like, um, excuse me? He was kind of like, dead. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what's up, everyone? Hello, I'm here. Hello, also, Fee. I have Hello. a divine knight. Hello, look at my divine knight. It's pretty cool. It's invisible. And then he destroys the thing. And everyone just, and then they all just leave and everyone's just like, uh, uh, what just happened? <laughs> Poor Fee. He that that dude was dead. Yeah, super dead. He's kind of here. What? He's no longer super dead. Why is his divine knight see through? Good questions. And then new class seven's like, "Hey, head, you glad you didn't take us now?" And then Rain's just like, "I guess you were right." He does like scold them a bit because he's like, "You disobeyed my orders, but also you kicked." So I'm kind of proud of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cute that he he did that. But um, and there are just jokes throughout this game of people are like, "Man, shoes on the other foot now, Reen." Um, and oh, they're always having to give like the happy speeches, like, "Oh man, Reen's on the other side of that now." <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. But yeah, so then we're through with our fish to first field exercise, and things are a little weird. Um. Does the the members of Ouroboros here mention them wanting to take back their plant here? Not yet. They're just talking about how they needed to. Um, they're doing tests. They're doing tests. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that leads. Oh God, I'm just knocking things over. Oh no. Chapter <laughs> two, uh, where you know you got more field exercises and all that bullshit. Got you more free time and hanging out and doing cool. stuff. Um, but this time you're heading to Crossbell. Yep. The newly annexed Crossbell, which is now a part of uh, Erebonia. Mm-hmm. Where With people Rufus are like, nah. As the head. Yeah, that f face. Yeah, God, he sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, Rufus is, uh, if you don't remember, Eustace's older brother, and he sucks, and mm -hmm. he's an iron blood, and mm -hmm. also now he's the governor general of Crossbell. Mm -hmm. Yay! Um, so there's going to be like this big inspection happening in Crossbell. There's a lot of like big heads of heads of people are are showing up there. So one thing that we forgot to mention is that before you go to Crossbell, you go drinking with Randy Orlando. <laughs> yeah, you do. You get and he, drunk. You get drunk with Randy Orlando and he's like, "Reen, will you will you uh, he says Shorzer. He's like, "Shorzer, will you will you call me Randy? I'll call you Reen." They're like, "Yeah. All right. I'm into this." So then they start calling each other by their first names, but like they get drunk and then Machius calls. He's like, "Are you drunk?" Like no, he's like I get drunk too. It's fine. No. <laughs> um. So based on the fact that Machias calls, you're like, all right. Well, he's probably going to show up at some point. Mm -hmm. Um. And you also get a request from the uh, Reinford Company. Mm -hmm. So you're like, hmm. I wonder who else might show up. Um. Also, but, Milliam shows up. 
Yeah, that's true. She shows up uh, to leaves specifically. Leaves. Mm-hmm. So you get to hang out with her and you have her and uh, Altina go through a dungeon thing together. And Altina's like, I guess I'll show up with you. I guess. Uh-huh. And then Lecter calls at the end. He's like, so um, have you seen this like small energetic girl? Because I'm kind of missing her. I don't know where she went. Like, oh, I he, kind of, he, I have her. She's with me. I'll bring. We her did back some fighting. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Lecter is—he's uh, also shady. an Iron Blood. Very shady. Very shady. You don't know really what his main goal is, except that he's with the Iron Bloods and just—he's like one of the big uh, higher ups in the intelligence agency, they and works Scarecrow. with works with Milliam and also Claire. Claire. So like he's—he's he's real weird. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, he, I haven't figured him out yet. He definitely feels like someone who is playing like three different hands at the same time, mm-hmm. and trying not to 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 tell anyone that he's playing three different hands. Like, oh, I'm just playing one hand, guys. Totally, totally normal. Anyways, I'm over here playing this one hand too. Oh, I'm over here playing this one too. Yeah, I have not figured out what Lecter's about yet. Because there is definitely like throughout the entire game, we were like, this dude's just shady. But how shady? Where where does he fit into everything? And then there are certain scenes at the end of the game where we're like, hmm. Yep. Again, where do you fit into all this? Yep. So. Um, For the record, I was trying to figure out, like, what his last name was because I couldn't remember. So I just went to, the like, the wiki page for him. Arundel. Um, let me read you uh, Lecter's likes. They are toying around. Okay. Fishing. Okay. Gambling. Okay. And ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. Right? Like, what? All right. Okay, but how many of those are true? Only the ukulele. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're in Crossbell. Uh, Yuna is like, she's very excited, but also it's like, I- I'm trying not to show it. She's also just very, um, like she wants people to be impressed by Crossbell. Mm-hmm. She really, really wants people to be impressed. And like at one point, Kurt like says something like, oh, you know, like this is like this in this town. And she's like, can you please just like be excited for once? Like, that'd be cool, buddy. But she's also kind of like on edge and kind of uneasy because considering what's happened in Crossbell over the yeah. past like year and a half, so it's this weird mix of all of that. Yeah, it is, and um, like I said, there's the big inspection uh, gonna happen, and so there's like a lot of people um, that are bigwigs coming into town. Um, is this? I think this is where Altina like basically calls Reen a perv at one point and so everybody's like um Reen I think so yeah and he's like no she's joking she is joking and <laughs> like the this like flavor text afterwards when everything goes black and you're moving on it's like she does admit that she um she embellished, embellished them. Yeah. <laughs> she's like uh you and like do we need to keep you away from a certain instructor <laughs> he's like no no I'm not like that. Um. So yeah, you you get all your your quests from um from Rufus. Rufus. 
and um he's shady always oh definitely um you get to like go on a tour you get to meet Eunice's family and her mm-hmm. twin siblings that are much younger than her and her mother um and then eventually you go to the Reinford company mm-hmm. and you meet um Tio mm-hmm. Tio Tot Tio Tot I love the name Tio Tot and she's adorable Tio um, is from the Crossbell Games. Mm-hmm. She was a and member of the special support section. I forget which. There's like three big like tech companies. There is uh, Reinford, Epstein, and then the other one. <laughs> the ZCF or whatever. Sure. I think that's the one that Tito is involved with. But Tio is with Epstein, I believe. But she's working with mm-hmm. Reinford at the moment. Right. It's it's complicated. But anyway, she's like ZCF. Hey, ZCF. Is the that what it says? Central Factory. I don't remember if I said that or not. But you said Z some... something, so. Uh, cool. Close enough. <laughs> um, and so she's like, "Hey guys, I kind of need your help. Um, will you go with me into like the underground areas? That'd be cool." Um. And if you played two, which I hope you did if you are listening to this podcast, but you would recognize these underground tunnels Mm -hmm. because they are just the same tunnels. I mean, different layout, but the same format. Style of tunnels, yeah. um, As the weird bonus episode in Crossville. Mm -hmm. And Reed even comments like, oh, hey, I've been in these before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're going to go in there and check things out, see, see what's going on. Try and uh, let Tio Tot do her scans. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to have her in your party if you'd like. Um, so then when you huh, get to the end of that area, um, surprise, it's a magic night. Oh no, you fight the heavy ruby. Gumbo and- ruby. Then once the heavy ruby dies, another one appears. You're like, oh, crud. It is attacked by two people. One with a bow and the other one with chain, like weird wiry things. Mm -hmm. I wonder who these two people could be. No idea. I've never seen them in my life. I love that Yuna's like, oh, she's beautiful. Like, well, (laughs) while uh, Lisa's just like ripping the shit out of this thing with her bow. Um... So yeah, we have Sharon and Elisa save the day. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then Elisa just like shoves her face into Reen and hugs him for a good while. And everyone's like, um. Whoa. Um. Which is funny because like every time someone new comes up to Reen, they're like, how do you, know- is this a person of class seven or just someone else that you just happen to know? Yeah. Like they're always like, why do you know people and why are they all important people? Um, but this one, they're like, this is clearly not like this is weird, right? They've been hugging for like five minutes. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is okay, and like they mentioned it several times um, throughout the game. But uh, and then Sharon just constantly just like roasting them about mm-hmm. it. So that's funny. But we have these these people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, dur- before all that, though, like you meet Machias at one point. He's like, "Hello, I'm here. I'm doing an inspection. Thank you." Nice to see you. We'll probably meet up later. Okay, bye. I have dumb hair. I look like I'm 10 years older. 
he does everybody else looks normal and then he's just like ancient for some reason i say ancient as if he's like not the same age as me if he would be 10 years older um but you know whatevs he looks a lot older than everybody else for mm -hmm. some weird reason uh you you go hang out with uh elisa and sharon for a while you get to ride a motorcycle um sharon gives you her deep-seated backstory and basically acts like she's about to die yeah, she sends up so many death flags here. Um, she tells you she was the one who killed Elisa's dad. Yep. And you're like, <gasps> no. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. But she's like, don't tell Elisa. You can't tell her. She'll find out eventually, but don't tell her. That'd be great. Um, and so we have, like, the inspection crew show up at one point, um, and... They realize one that like the major leader of Crossbell is not there, but not Rufus, but like the regular leader that mm -hmm. they've had forever. They're like, oh, that's weird that he's not here. But guess who's here? Oliver and Alfin, and also uh, Chairman Arena from the Ryanford Company, and also Machius's dad. Uh, before that though, yeah. Do we go in the forest and meet other characters? Do we? Yeah, I guess we do. Wait, what forest? Or I guess that, like, that was in the last area. Because that was at Parm. No. Yeah, the Ismith Forest was at Parm. No, no, not that, not that. Oh, okay. It's not the forest, I guess, but it's like another like wooded area. It's past the fishing house. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I thought you were talking about the one where you met the, the girl who we'll, we'll get Reed. to that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Um, okay, because that was earlier. So again, another central plot point of this is that Reen's, uh his Super Saiyan powers, powers yes, yeah, Super Saiyan powers, <laughs> um, are kind of out of control after an incident during North Ambria. Yeah, during the year and a half that was in between. So like he doesn't have a good control on them anymore, mm -hmm. and like anytime he uses them, like it's not great, and everyone's like, "Stop doing that, you dummy!" He like um, loses control yeah. a little bit. They meet uh, a, a spooky uh, green-haired dude who's just like, ah, I'm going to come do show you a thing. Here's a monster. Ah. His name's Campanella. Yes, he's one of the members of Warboros who will we'll meet. He is enforcer number zero. And the he, he puts up a weird shield so that Reen can no longer call up Balamar. Mm -hmm. So they fight the, the monster and then like he's like, whoa, can't do anything still. And then like the shield gets shattered and he's like, oh, excuse me, what? And then Emma and Celine show up, and they're like, "Yay! Hey, what's up, dummy? Stop, stop being a dummy. Here's the thing to to wear, so like your powers don't get out of control, you dummy." And Emma's like, "Hello, I am more of a witch now. I have more powers. Yay! Yay. Here's a hug." I'm still looking for Vita. Uh, Which, but it, one thing that's funny though is that when Reen meets Laura, he's like, "Wow, you're more beautiful than I remember. I almost didn't recognize you." When he meets Elisa, he's like, "Wow, you're more beautiful than I remember. Like I almost didn't recognize you." Then when he meets Emma, he doesn't say that. They just, like, shake hands, basically. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Oh, it's nice God. to see you again. Hello. <laughs> like, Business she associate. <laughs> she takes both hands and holds one of his hands, but I'm like, um, <laughs> look, okay. You, look, you have to, there's no hugging amongst the witches. Uh, well, apparently Reen's showing favorites here. <laughs> um, But to tie back into the, the power thing, like, he has that happen in uh the previous chapter in the forest, mm -hmm. and... Basically, once he gets out of it, like, 
time stops for him, and then a spooky ghost lady shows up and is like, hello, I'm going to give you a smooch. Here's some new powers, my dude. All right, later. <laughs> it's hilarious that it's like it pops up, like the screen goes black and it does a text pop up, but it's like, because of a mysterious kiss from a girl, like, Reen can do this power now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, okay, thanks. Reen, Reen, don't accept kisses from random women. Actually, she's not even like a, she's a small child. Or at least she looks like a small child. So yeah, all that happens and then you you meet with Emma and Celine and they're like, hey, stop being a dummy and control your powers, you fool. And um, Jeez. the boathouse that you mentioned also has um, Kenneth, mm-hmm. who... Um, He's a fish man. He is the fisherman. He is Reen's buddy. And there's also a professor there. <laughs> he is a visiting professor from a very prestigious school. And he is um, studying the area. I was like, as soon as that dude showed up, I'm like, this dude's f-ing suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is not just going to be some just, oh, I'm just a random traveling professor. Ha ha. And then, like, he'll show up again later. I was like, that's, that's, no, that's, that's it. This dude's a, f- this dude's f-ing suspicious. <laughs> like, any, like, the way these games have, like, set you up, like, anytime you meet someone new, it's like, okay, are they A, suspicious, B, going to, Stab me in the back at some point. <laughs> or C, just die a horrible Grimsley death. D, maybe a mix of all these. Maybe a mix of all of them. Come back from the dead again, then, then somehow be an ally. Yeah. I mean... It's a thing. Anyway, um... Yeah, so he's just like, Hello, I am this prestigious professor. Hello, I am I'm out doing field studies. Goodbye now. I'm sure I won't ever see you again. Nope, never. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, you have Emma now. You have Celine now. Um, you've seen Elisa. You've, had, you've hung out with Sharon. Machias. Machias. So that, that leads you all to the big party. Yes, the big party. The prince and princess are, and uh, Reen's sister's there. You get to talk to everyone, and <laughs> Oliver goes, "Aha!" Oh my God, my text message sound. Hold on, can I play it? Yes. All right, let's see if I can like actually play it so that people can hear it. Let me let me crank up my sound here. Um, this is probably gonna hurt everything, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my text message sound now. Um, but yeah, that whole line is like, aha, welcome, young Reen. And I'm like, wait, what? So like you're talking with the princess and, and uh, Reen's sister and just like chit-chat. And he just shows up like, aha. Like, ah. And like that that line happened and we were like on, on chat talking. And like I just kept repeatedly going, aha, aha, aha. <laughs> Like, I was like, man, get that as a text tone. I was like, I got you, my dude. I was like, I want that as a text tone. You're like, I, I got this. I can do it. And then you send it to me like, yes. <laughs> so that is now my text tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like Jared will just send me text messages and say, aha. It's just great. Um, what a good line that is. What good voice acting, Matt Mercer. Like, mm-hmm. good, good job, buddy. Um. At this point, though, you do see Elise, you do see Alfin, you do see Oliver, and they do mention that, like, their brother is acting weird. Yep. 
Uh, it's kind of a passing thing that they're like, eh, yeah, he's a little bit different. Um, and they seem kind of bummed about it. And um, also, I didn't realize until later, but they gave Elise a boob window and Alfin has a boob window too. And Alfin has like Tiggle bitties now. They're now Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, so you you get to meet with all these people. You get to meet with um, Arena and um, Makis' dad, um, Regnitz. Mm-hmm. And he's basically talking about like the eight cities plan or whatever that like they want taxation to be the same and it, it's going to basically get rid of like autonomy for certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, people are a little concerned about this, but we don't have time to be super concerned about this because things are going terrible now. Yeah, we're going to go to a party. Uh, yeah, there is a party, but. Also, you talk to um, Rufus. Oh, yeah, he sucks. But he sucks. So, yeah. Um, um, but one thing that's interesting about that talk is that Reen's like, am I talking to the governor general right now or am I talking to the Iron Blood? Mm-hmm. And he's like, mostly the Iron Blood. <laughs> like, um, uh... I feel like anytime you hear that voice actor, you just you know he's going to be villainy, but he just he's still he's so good. He's so good. Like every time I hear him, I'm like, God, you're amazing, but God, you're evil. There's only one exception to that rule, but there's for one the most exception part. to the rule. But for the most part, he always plays bad guys. So like we it's should have, he's so good. We should have seen it coming when we mm-hmm. heard that voice. But no, I was I was thrown off because I'm like, oh, Rufus is useless. Useless's brother. It's mm-hmm. fine. Everything's fine. Nope. He's just not He's Jade Rook. Get out of here, buddy. Uh, so we go to we have to they have to go guard a party, and the the rest of the branch campus kiddos get to come and hang out. Um, so they're doing all that, and then kaboom explosion. Kaboom. Well, before that, there is an interesting conversation in the emergency stairwell. It's true. Uh, the the princess and uh, Reen's sister talk with Muse, and they're like, "Why didn't you tell us you went to the branch campus? Why are you under this new name?" <laughs> And you're like, mm, huh? And um, Bean's like there, and she's like, it's okay. Your your dashing brother will take care of me if anything happens. And they're like, uh. And Reed's like, um. He's like, oh, sorry, I guess I was here. Whoops. Um, but yeah, then there's an explosion, and things are bad, and so the group splits again. Mm-hmm. Um, Reen and Sharon go to the roof, and they're like. Hey. We got this. We'll and, take uh, care they, of it. They meet Campanella and our boy McBurn. McBurn <laughs> is up there and they have blown up a ship. He's like, hey, what's up? Heard you guys were here, so I wanted to see what's up. You guys are gonna fight or something? I'll be cool with that. I like to fight. I like to fight. You rain, you you you'd be you're pretty tough. Sharon, we fought before. Or we, we used to work together, but I bet you'd be a good fight too, so you know, let's do this. <laughs> McBurn just wants to sh- fight things. He's just he like wants to fight. Yeah. McBurn is the Goku of Trails of Cold Steel. He's an idiot. Also, he just likes to fight things. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, he, McBurn is kind of an idiot, but he's he, kind of an idiot. He also just wants to fight everything and just he wants, wants like fight. the ultimate fight, and that's exactly he's the Goku of Trails of Cold Steel. That's hilarious. Yeah, McBurn just wants to fight all the things, and um, so 
the kiddos eventually show up and Rain's like, oh God, you realize these people are like actual monsters? Like you are going to die. But then he he's basically like, all right, there's one order and that is survive no matter what you do. <laughs> uh, and um, then, like basically you have to like kind of like whittle down the two dudes uh, HP a bit. Uh, and that's it. Is taken on by the new kids mm -hmm. and Burn is taken on by Sharon and mm -hmm. uh, Reen. Uh, and then you, you dispatch them. Uh, Sharon takes a, a, a decent blow and is just like, oh. Yeah, she gets fired by uh, McBurn. Uh, and then they unveil a mech. Yep. Uh, so you got to fight another mech. It's got spirit. Not yet. You don't fight the mech until you get to the. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Star they're, like, they're just like, power. here, look at this mech. Anyways, cool later. Bye. <laughs> and. Um, then your your pals show up and Emma's like, by the way, that that explosion, that ship, that's an illusion. That's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, and they they try and get Sharon taken care of, and then um, the next day you well, and there's Maki also like a big scene on there because like no one really does anything to take out Ouroboros or like capture them, even though like Rufus is there and everything, and Eunice is like, what the f are you doing? Like, you come into our country, and then you're just going to let these people do whatever the f*** they want? Like, what the f*** are you doing? F*** you. This is also where we get the reveal of the birdcage plan. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they have basically taken the 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 members of the Crossbell Games and just put them on a different island and told them to f*** off. And we're just going to yeah. keep them locked up there until people literally forget about them. Yep. And um, so Rufus has a part in that, and... Yuna freaks out, which, mm -hmm. I mean, understandable. But, yeah, Campanella's like, yeah, by the way, the SSS, they're not coming. They're locked on the island. You can ask uh, this this weird guy over here in the green about that because, you know, he, he's doing that plan. But, like, no, you're on your own. That's not happening. Uh, and Yuna kind of has, like, a mental break, mm -hmm. um, which is intense. So, um she ends up kind of like staying in bed and being very, very depressed. And Altina and Kurt are trying to like help her out. And some of like the other classmates as well. Yeah. Um, I think like Louise and um, there's an, uh, Jessica are mm -hmm. her two friends from tennis club that are trying to help. So basically like it's kind of the same thing that happened at the, the end of chapter one where like Reen's like, I'm going to go with the class, the old class seven folks, but like you two, like you two being Altina and Kurt being like, you need to take care of Yuna. Make mm -hmm. sure, like, whatever she needs, she gets. If you're able to talk her up and get her into fighting shape, you know, we'll be here. But, you know, just make sure she's all right. And he does say, like, I want you guys there, but I want the whole of Class 7 mm -hmm. there. Um, and he also leaves, like, a voicemail, basically, like a recording <laughs> for Yuna. Um, and I think this is one thing that's really interesting is that, like, Altina at this point gets a lot of character development because she's starting to, like, understand a little bit more about like feelings and emotions mm -hmm. and all that um also kurt vander is a good boy here i mm -hmm. will say because he's one like really really nice and trying to like help her through all this but also she's sitting in a way that you could look right up her skirt if you wanted to <laughs> and kurt vander never does nope, what a not good, doing that <laughs> what a good boy he is also anytime you go into the vents or up ladders he's like i don't i'm not looking it's fine i don't you don't have to worry about it Maybe Kurt Vander just has really bad eyesight. Maybe Kurt Vander does have bad eyesight, or maybe he's just a good boy. 
And he's like, no, I don't look at panties unless I am given permission to look at panties. Hello, I'm Kurt Vander, Mr. Consent. (laughs) (laughs) Good boy. Good, good boy. Uh, So, yeah, like, basically, this kind of splits off until, like, you see in the the new kiddos trying to figure all that out. And then Reen and his, his his pals basically trying to figure out, like, why is the, the spirit veins all acting up? Oh, right. They go to Alec first. Yeah, they have to go like, down to the, the, the underground, and they get help from Tio. Who is uh, under house arrest, but yeah. is able to project herself mm-hmm. as an avatar. She she uses uh, her powers along with Emma. They're like, all right, let's, you know, do all this weird tech magic stuff and then figure out exactly where all this is happening. And then you go and figure it out, and then you lead you to this tower, which is essentially like... Um, Stargazer Tower. One of the old like kind of like shrine areas mm-hmm. from the second game. Um, the area is really beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I like the look of this dungeon. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, and then you get to the top and you're like, oh, hello, McBurn and Campanella and like, Giant Hey, Mike. what's up? <laughs> we were just up here, you know, just chilling. <laughs> yep. Waiting um, for a fight. So your your kiddos eventually show up while all this is happening. And mm-hmm. you realize, like, oh, hey, they figured out a way to, like, get their mechs here, too, and also bypass this weird shield. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're able to get Valimar there. They're able to get whoever's mech you want. I think Yuna at this point. Uh, and also Ash and Musay are there as well, because they're like, hey, you guys leaving? We want to come, too. And they're like, okay, yeah. cool. Come on. <laughs> come on, <Cool>. new friends. <laughs> um, so they're there, and um, they they fight the mech and take it down. And then McBurn's like, well, you're useless now, and just, like, burns the out of the mech he just melts it he just melts it and then they're like oh by the way you can come out now and we see one vita mm-hmm. and Who, so we know vita has been out and about because her radio show has come back i've been time is back i've been i've been time's back so we like we know she's out about doing something but also like they have made mention that she is on the outs of orboros right now yeah they they do not get along at the mm-hmm. moment because so like they went, are trying to find her and she's just like hello here is a projection of me <laughs> hello kiddos yep hello Emma and was like why are you coming back and and, and Vita's just like eh, stuff's happening yep um so like they have a, a little talk and then is it Vita who's the points out the other person. Yeah, she's like, oh, you can show yourself too. And then, like, this person named Siegfried shows up with, like, a little... Azure Siegfried. Azure Siegfried. He's got a ball with him. He does have a ball that talks. Um, And and he's like, like, oh, (laughs) Yeah, so two major things happen here. One being that um, Reen is like, oh, oh, no. There's no way. There's no way because hmm. oh, I saw you die in my arms that night. <laughs> um, this person looks suspiciously like Crow. Um, it's like Crow went and watched a bunch of Gundam and was like, "All right, I want to wear a f- char mask, so I'm going to do that." Also, something that happens here that I didn't catch the first time, but I did catch on my new game plus that I did like immediately after, is that when the voice talks from the little floating ball. Mm-hmm. Elisa looks at it and is like, no. Ooh. And I'm like, whoa! What? Um, but she like 
she says like no and then is kind of like in a daze and Marine's like hey are you okay she's like no no no, it's fine everything's fine and like which like at the at, the, at that point in time you would just think like oh she's just you would reacting think it's because crow mm -hmm. but it's Dude. specifically after the guy talks in the ball and i'm like oh Oh, I was so mad that I didn't notice that. But when I did notice it, I was like, oh, that's a good thing that they did there. That's really, really clever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so now we have Vita back. We have maybe Crow. And then we have a floating ball mm -hmm. who is part of the gnomes. So the also, so we learn about the, the gnomes a little bit. Yeah, the gnomes are here. They're part of the black workshop, basically. Mm -hmm. and um, they're, a, they're a group that basically goes back to the very beginning, essentially. Yes. So, also, so the yeah. mech is burned to bits because mm -hmm. McBurn got burn happy, I guess. And weird professor man's like, get some pieces. I want to study it. Yep. And they're like, okay. So that's basically like how Crossbell ends. Mm -hmm. um, but on the train back, you get a little scene. Yes. Um, which is interesting. You get the crossbell folks who have been released from the birdcage and they're like waving at you mm -hmm. on the train. And Reen throws his fist out at one of them. Yeah, or he, he does. At the, the main dude. Yeah, at Lloyd. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's pretty cool. That was the thing. I was like, I, I, I specifically mentioned like after I saw that to you, I was like, they have to show up in the next game or in this game or in the next game at some point. Like you can't just do that and be like, oh, Later, forget about you guys. Yeah, bye. <laughs> so, like, knowing that like they'll show up in the next game is is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I'm excited about that, mm. and especially because now they're like, oh, these kids are cool; they're on our side. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because Reen and Lloyd have fought before. Like, yeah, there's a level of respect with both of them at this point. I'm real curious to see like how they get the trails in the sky, folks. Yeah, because like, <laughs> why are they gonna show up? <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, they would know from, like, Tita and Agate. Agate. Not Agate, or I guess his actual name is Agat. Agat. It's weird. But, like, they would know from them, I guess, like, what's happening. So maybe, like, they get in, in touch with them and like, hey, can you guys come help? But also, like, they were very involved with Hamel. True. And also they knew Olivier. So, like, they would probably mm -hmm. learn about something that happens later as well. <laughs> yep, yep. So I think there's a lot of ways to bring them in. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, so yeah, Crossbell, things are going crazy, right? Right? Right. Everything's fine. Everything's all fine. Um, so yeah, we've uh, gotten through that chapter. Um, and then we get to chapter three. Where three. We again, have our like free time stuff. Um, and we go to... Um, well, before that, we have some. There's some important stuff that happens oh. in the free time. Uh, Ash and Musa join class. Seven. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a little yes. So that happens. Ash um, is like, I'm just here because I want to see what you can do with that ogre power. Like you, you still suck, and I still dislike you, but I want to see. And Musa is like, I still want that. I just want to bone you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Rage is like, Ugh. so like you got you get to they they join. You get to do a little. Uh, thingy with them, uh, uh, new schoolhouse thingy with them. Uh, mm -hmm. George shows up. George does show up, yes. And he gets to help with that and hangs out with the professor because they had worked together previously and everything. Um, also, uh, Elise shows up. 
Mm-hmm. And she stays for a little bit and hangs out hangs with out everyone. With the girls. Yeah. So all that all that goes down in the in the meantime before we go off into the field studies part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead with that now. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of. You go to the, you go to the ocean place. I don't remember what the name of it was. Because <laughs> I know you have the the oh, naval fortress at one point, um, and then you have um, what is the name of that friggin' place? Um. For some reason, I think it starts with an L. Uh, it's where Muse is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the vein of, oh, hey, we are going to go to a place where somebody is connected to it. Yes. But also, there is um, also another place connected that where Ash is from. Yes, that is true. That is, um, oh, okay, we're in Ordis first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ordis is where um, Muse is from. And then... Um, Raquel is where uh, Ash is from. Uh, or this is like a bigger, like a bigger city again. And it's like um, a port city. Yeah, uh, and then Raquel is a much smaller place, but it also is known for like its nightlife, its gambling. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like essentially kind of like a, a Las Vegas, but like a much more rural Las Vegas. Worth maybe knowing- like a uh, Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Reno. It's worth noting that um, Ordis is also the area that the former um, Duke of Cayenne had his house. True, yes. And so like, there's unst- instability there because they're trying to figure out who's going to actually, we're going to put, in, put in, that, in that spot now because we still haven't done that. Yeah, there's this like dude who likes to party all the time. Um, not like Eddie Murphy, but uh, <laughs> yep. You had to know it's coming. Uh, and he wants to take, he's the uncle of the previous Duke of Cayenne. And Correct. he's like, well, I'm the only one left. So of course I'm going to get this position. Also, I drink so much. Um, also, Eustace is here. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're having this big four houses meeting. Um, Patrick is here. And, and, and Eustace's um, new best bro is here. Milliam? Yes. Yeah. They're friends now, like very good friends, which I was not expecting. And there's this really funny part where um, like Milliam is trying to like hug him and he's like, no, you are not. And he's, I, he's, I, he's gotten so aware of it. He's just like, I have my evasion skills now. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I love the way he's like, no, you're not. Um, he also does not look 10 years older. His haircut's nice. Um. But yeah, it's a whole lot of like, all right, I'm going to go meet Muse's family. And like, they're also going to say that Reen should boink their granddaughter, which is weird. Um, and then after all of like those shenanigans, you go to where Ash is from. You get to talk to some people and figure out like, oh, there are a bunch of Jaeger groups like mm-hmm. all together in this area. Also learn a lot about like his backstory of like how he was raised from his mom and everything and mm-hmm. what happened to her and all that. Yeah. So she gets a tumor and dies, but mm-hmm. um, she adopted him. When I think we six is what they said. Basically. He was he was a young kid and she's like she was like a barmaid essentially and took him in and he's like, Yeah, she was great. She just couldn't cook. That was the only thing that was really wrong with her. Um but yeah, you find out that there are four Jaeger groups all hanging out here. Um mm-hmm. Zephyr, uh Red Constellation, um 
why am I blanking on it? It's the one that's been sort of there. Uh, Nidhogg. Nidhogg. Yeah, and then... Mysterious the fourth, fourth group. Yep, in purple. And you fight um, them, and they're like, we know you! And Rage is like, okay. That's it. How do you how do you know me? Yusuf yeah. shows up on a freaking horse to save you. Oh, good. It's just hilarious. He literally shows up on a white horse and is like, I'm here to save the day. Um, so yeah, like a lot of that happens, and then there's a lot of stuff that happens at night and everything. Uh you go back to the camp and everything, and then like uh Sarah shows up. Yeah, Sarah shows up um when you are doing the um when you're at the uh, rock patio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, Claire shows up at one point as well. And then you, you go off with her. All those and three, Angelica. And Angelica also shows up. Yeah. So like you go off with all of them and you go back to Raquel at night when like all the nightlife is happening. Try and find more information about all these Jaeger groups. Eventually you just, you wind up in one of the casinos and Zephyr is there and they're like, hey, you want to trade information? Play us in a children's card game. <laughs> Yep. Also, um, Reen breaks his moment of um, of being good boy in this because the informant that sold them out earlier is trying to get away from them. He's like, oh, look, a hot naked lady over there. And Angelica's like, <laughs> and Reen looks too, and he's like, oh, it got me for a second. They're like, Sarah's like, you f-ing idiots. Like, that's the oldest trick in the book. I was like, oh, Reen, buddy. Um, also, there's a part like with an NPC that you go talk to this like hostess and she's like, hey, sexy man, what's up? And he's like, I don't even know where my eyes are supposed to go right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Reen, buddy. He's too innocent. He's too innocent. But yes, we are going to play the the Jaeger King in a children's card game. And then you'll whoop that ass. Yep. Um, but also like. Um... The kiddos show up. <laughs> Who who does he have play with him? So it's like Reen takes on the Jaeger King, and then the other two face he off. He has Zeno with Sarah and Claire, uh, and uh, what's the other guy? It, for some reason, I want to call him Leo, but that's not right. Zeno is one of them. Right. I can't remember the other guy's name, but they're they're Zephyr and um. Claire and Sarah, like, Sarah's like, I used to play Blade. I think I could do this. Claire's like, I don't know. I'm Leonidas. pretty smart. Leonidas. I was close with Leo. But yeah, um, like, they have a, they have, they have trouble. They're like, oh, we're not doing so well. And then the kiddos show up and like, get the f*** out of the way. We're going to play. <laughs> yeah, so Muse and Ash take over and they're like, we got this. Um, <laughs> Sarah at one point is like, yeah, Ash left, definitely cheated, but he hit it well, so it's fine. Because <laughs> um, he and- would. Yeah, and also it turns out that like the Jaeger King definitely would have won. Oh, just please, chose... he! I would have whooped that regardless. Well, they flipped the cards and they're like, "Oh yeah, he had a winning hand. He just didn't do it." But he please. gives you he gives you information. He tells you he don't want this smoke. He tells you what the name of the Divine Knight is, and then mm-hmm. he tells you a little bit more about the Jaeger Corps. And he's like, "Sarah, you should know who they are." Duh. And then he's like, all right, we got to go later. Past our bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) We're just here to play children's card games after all. Yeah, in the casino that Reen paid $1,000 to get into. It's true. Um, So that all happens. You go back. You get some smooches, but not from Valimar. Not Valimar. I I was teasing you. I was like, (gasps) make sure you go get a smooch from Valimar. I was like, oh. 
give me a smooch. So like Sarah and, and Claire give you smooches, and then I was like, I'm gonna take a shower after each of these smooches. Um. Also, uh, Sarah gives you like super strong booze. Mm-hmm. Claire tells um, you a bit about her backstory as well, like and how she's related to Major Michael, which is like, oh, okay. Uh, and she also tells you about like how she got involved with um with the Osborne. Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's really really funny is that if you go and talk to Claire first, then go and talk to Sarah, the dialogue changes a little bit. Yep. Um, because she's like, oh, and by the way, I don't like being second to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little Miss Major, and yep. I was like, "Oh, damn!" <laughs> um, I believe that's what happened to me. Well, it wasn't the first time because I talked to Sarah the first time, then I went and talked to Claire, and like Claire didn't say anything. I went to uh, talk to Claire first, and then I talked to Sarah. And she was like, "I oh, did her, it." Her, her. I, I did it opposite the second time. I went and talked to Claire first, and Sarah's like, "I don't appreciate that." I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah, Rena got smooches. Which again makes me a little uncomfortable, especially because Claire was comparing you to her little brother who's dead. Yeah, that's a little weird. A little weird. Uh, um, and Sarah was your teacher. Yeah, that's also a little weird. Yeah. So anyway, that happens. Um, and then everything really goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like real, real bad. Um. There's probably some things in between that that happened, but essentially, like, the there are these, like, railway cans. You're missing are... a big thing in between. Am I? Uh, we got to go off to the island. Oh, right, the island. I forget about the island. So you get a call from Eusis at one point. He's like, "Has have you talked to Milliam at mm-hmm. all today? And they're like, no. And he's like, well, she's kind of missing. So you you round up the kiddos and you basically go off and you're like, all right, we're going to go find Milliam. And eventually you find out like, oh, she went off to this island to go find some stuff. And then you're like, oh, I guess we're going to go to this island Unit to go find some stuff. She drives a boat. Uh, you go around, you see a big statue thing that is totally not a place where Stallritterhead and McBurn have chatted before mm-hmm. or anything. Um, spooky ghost lady shows back up and bites you. Bites you. She's like, hey, what's up, my dude? I'm going to give you a chomp. And you're like, and no, please. Amazing, because like when when you come out of that and everything, um, Ash is like, so uh, were you having fun with those ladies last night? Because uh, you got a little little something there. And like, um, and I think Musa is like, oh, you smell of lavender. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, like, that smell would not permeate over the course of a night, please. That's the thing is, Reen's like, no, that smell would not last that long. But also, like, no. And then Kurt Vander's like, he puts hand his on hand shoulder. on shoulder and is like, look, buddy, you're not going to talk your way out of this. It's just the more you deny it, go. it, the more suspicious it looks. <laughs> um, good. But then they find out, like, if he uses his pendant that um, Celine and Emma gave him, mm-hmm. they can, like, activate, a- activate, activate the shrines. Mm-hmm. And then eventually and- it causes a big shrine to appear. And it looks a lot like the Shines from the last game. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we got to go through one of these. And then it's like, oh, we just you're going through like one room and that's it. Well, and Reen tells him, he's like, you cannot go with me. And they're like, no, we are going with you. Like, like come oh, on. I guess. So um, they go. He calls Valimar because he, he wants Valimar to hang, hang tight. Um, he's like, hey, Valimar, can you bring two of your buddies with you? And he's like acknowledged i will i will bring my buds we're gonna crack open a few cold ones while we wait 
God. Um, and so the Stallvitter are down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have kidnapped Milliam and put mm-hmm. her in like a weird net. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reen decides like, oh, hey, I'm going to go ogre mode. I should do that. Also, Valmar gets like caught up with another mech and is like, like, I, I can't teleport help. and just like chokes him and is like, ah, help. Yeah. Um. So that's bad. And then Gaia shows up. Gaia shows up with his bird. What a good boy, Gaia. He's like, hey, Reen, my dude, you don't have to, you got to stop going all out like this. It's not going well. Also, he keeps bringing up, he's like, yeah, so uh, they, they've said multiple times, like they've been out of touch. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you about it eventually. Tell you about it eventually. Tell you about it eventually. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll wait till everyone's together, and then we'll tell, talk about it. Yeah, um, but he just keeps putting it off, which is kind of funny. But Gaius is back. He's still a good boy. Um, mm-hmm. And he, uh, hello, speaking of good boys. And so you get Milliam back, and then other things happen. Sorry, I missed that giant chunk of story there. Uh, so you go back to the the area, like the big town, and there's doing Ortis. their summer festival. So you get to go walk around there and do some stuff, and then go back home to the base to the train. You get to you get to go to sleep, and then oh god, you get woken up by explosions! Explosions! And Randy's like, I know how far those things are. So you have to. So the the railway cannons that you see earlier and, and in this chapter. Bell. No, you see early in this chapter. I thought you saw them in Crossbell because um. Or maybe it's in Crossbow. Regardless, you see him on a train at one point. Yeah, you see him on a train. Um, they have been stolen by the Jaegers and Ouroboros. Yep. And they're being fired at Ortis. So you gotta go fight them. And you bring your pals with you and some other pals show up. Like uh, Le Guin's dude shows up and is like, I'm gonna fight McBurn. And McBurn's like, the Black Whirlwind. Let's do this. I wanna fight someone. You seem pretty strong. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> um... A gate is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who else is all there. Uh, Major Michael and all the other kiddos show yeah. up. Yeah, a lot of people show up, and then they're like, "Hey, you should go over to the the fortress and get that and see what's going on over there because there's probably stuff going on over there." So you you head over to the fortress, and then you're like, "You're about to go in," and then uh, Zephyr is like walking in front of like, mm, "No, we're gonna do this. This is gonna be our fight. We're gonna we're gonna." clear this out and, and Siegfried's the, there and Siegfried's there with them and they're mm-hmm. like no we're going to do it and they're like no we're going to do it and then Le Guin shows up and just like walks up and is like we're going f- in there and they're yep. like mm, I don't know and then she's like I'm going to do one attack and then you're going to f- off and they're like okay yeah waltz right in why don't you <laughs> she's like this was my d- fort and I'm taking it back <laughs> I entrusted it to my right-hand man, and no one else can have it. <laughs> and then she goes in, and a freaking cryptid shows up, and she's like, no. And just one tack KOs it, and then just, like, destroys the grass. It's like, we are not dealing with this right now. Let's go. <laughs> she is fed up with this b- and she is ready to have her fort back. It is hilarious. So um, you have to split up into two, two, two teams. Two teams. Um, which is a, it's just like Reen and some folks and then the kiddos and Angelica and, some, and Angelica. So this which, is the, this is the portion that shows up in the prologue, except they do not show Angelica for reasons. Because, um, whoever's in that last slot can technically be switched out, mm-hmm. which I think is why they didn't show whoever it would be. Right. 
Um, but yeah, that's a little bit off, but, um, you work your way through this, you fight the stall Ritter again. Hmm. Um, or at least two members of the stall Ritter. Once you get all the way up to the top. Um, Le Guin talks about how she doesn't want to crawl through vents because her chest <laughs> too is too big. large. Um, you also meet, um, the, the fourth, um, Jaeger group, which they're the, the Northern Jaegers. Mm-hmm. Um, which we found out the night before that Sarah has like severe daddy issues. Yeah. Um, and she admits and that her dad was her her adopted dad was a Jaeger and um that he basically like died protecting her and that all these if, folks that are like here now are basically people she kind of knows, essentially. Yeah. She and she like fought with and everything. They basically want to like take Le Guin down because she had a part in the Northambria mm-hmm. um, annexation, and they basically and he, want this to be a place where they can die. Yeah. Um. And so, like, once they lose the battle, they're like, "All right, time to commit suicide." And Rain's like, F- "No, you do not get to do that." And so he like ogres and is trying to defeat or try to take the gun out of one uh, like all their hands. He misses one, but Sarah's like, "No, not happening, buddy." Um, so it's a lot of like backstory here of, mm-hmm. of Sarah. Um, but eventually you get through all that and you get to the top and there's another mech. It's the spooky mech that can do all kinds of time thingies or mm-hmm. space thingies. It's not really. And all, um, all Stall Ritter is there. So you get the, the three and uh, the the main gal who takes off her mask and. She's saying a lot. Yeah. Who is supposed yep. to have been dead for a long time. <laughs> Yep, a very, very, very long time. And so Le Guin is like, cool, always wanted to fight you. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's f- go. Um, so they fight, and then um, you have the mech fight with the big mech, and then the main Stalwitter lady, who is Sandlot and should have been dead, like summons up a ghost mech who is a divine uh, Well, before knight. that, before that, there was actually like a, a, an interesting thing that happens in that mech fight okay. where – the 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 teleporty mech breaks the the sword of Valimar. Oh right, right. Like and then the like tip, and the, the everyone's tip. like, uh, and then somehow like he's able to like create like a mana sword through like everyone's uh, combat links and everything, and they're like, oh okay, yeah. it's fine. So like yeah, that that's a interesting thing that that happens and that. But then yeah, basically what you said, uh, uh, the the steel maiden brings out her own mech and is like, all right, fight later, guys. <laughs> she destroys what's left of the giant mm-hmm. mech. Is like bye. And Reen's like, what is happening? Which, I mean, solid question, Reen. Oh, and Siegfried shows up and is like, you guys still aren't ready. Yeah. He's like, y'all are baby level still. Noobs. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, things are kind of nuts. Um. And then we're gonna go to chapter four, and chapter four in true cold steel. Well, about that. Well, I wanted to say that chapter four is where things go nuts because that's that's cold steel style. Yes, you're correct. Mm-hmm. But there is something big that happens at the the end of chapter three. I know, three. I know. Okay. Um, there's something very, very big that happens in so, chapter three, which is kind of like our snowball to crazy pants chapter yes. four. Um, so obviously Angelica is there and sees Siegfried and is like, guys, what the f***? And he's like, mean mugs him. Right as he's leaving, she's just like, 
<laughs> yep. So the post, uh, the post, the big like cliffhanger for chapter three is that she goes and finds his grave, Crow's grave specifically, and mm-hmm. digs it up and opens the coffin and is like, oh, this is like a doll. Like he is not decomposed. There's no smell of decomposition. Like what the f*** is going on? And then someone like shows up and is like, what are you doing here? And it's f- George. George. And they're like, and she's like, what the f*** are you doing? What the f*** happened? And then you see someone show up behind him and Angelica recognizes him. And he's like, oh, I guess you would have seen me in this face before. Georg, which is George's George. name. Get rid of her. And then it Shoot cuts to black her. and you hear a gunshot. And you're just like, what the f*** is going on? Yep, yep. <laughs> ah. And then we get to chapter four. Again, like snowballing into Crazy Pants chapter four, because chapter four always goes crazy pants. Yeah, because we get midterms. <laughs> Yay, midterms. <laughs> um, we should have mentioned that like throughout some of this. like. Oh, we did not mention. There's a big thing that we did not mention. The prince? Um, Yes, which I think that's in chapter three, the beginning of chapter three. Yeah. The prince shows up to the branch campus and is like, hey, Reen, you should come to, back to the main campus and teach there. And everyone's like, uh, excuse me? And Reen's like, uh, excuse me? And he's like, Kurt Vander, why don't you come to the branch, the main campus and and be there? Why why would you waste your time here at this hick sticks campus? And everyone's like, excuse me? And he's like, oh, yeah, the prince is a yeah he sucks so cedric is back and he's tall now Mm -hmm. um but he sucks and so like that warning from um alfin and um oliver is like okay yes this makes sense he sucks now Uh, he at one point brings his like class members to the mech fights and and then you just whoop his ass and they're like yeah we'll come back and beat you up later um so he sucks a lot this is why you do not put people into mechs. I mean, Reen's been in a mech and he doesn't suck. We didn't get forced into a mech. This is see, you, you, you. This is the key things you learn from this and Evangelion. Don't force people into mechs. True. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um. So he's become a super, super big. Mm-hmm. Um. And Kurt's like, uh, he wasn't like that. This is weird. I think Rena's as well. Like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then when we get to chapter four, um, we realize that we're going to go to Heimdall for the field studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and old class seven's like, oh, hey, we're also going to be in Heimdall. Do you want to meet up? And then you also learn that, oh, by the way, the main campus is going to be in Heimdall as well. Because mm-hmm. they just started doing their own field studies. Yep. Yay. Um, also, at one point in chapter, the beginning of chapter four, you fight Le Guin and Lore's dad. Yes. In a very tough fight. Very tough. And you also learned that um, Laura's dad was, like, injured in the fight with McBurn and has, like, respiratory issues now. Mm-hmm. So, like, he is not really um, in a state where he can fight really anymore. He still, like, tried to kick my pretty strongly he did. So. like him and Le Guin have like a fight and it's like one shot and then he like his tie gets cut and he's like all right you done it yep you have surpassed me and he's like oh by the way i heard you fought the steel maiden how was that and she's like oh my god that f- ruled <laughs> yeah she basically like fangirls out it's really funny and he's like oh, i guess you have you've found your peak as a fighter now <laughs> um 
also you have another uh you get uh you learn about the midterm results you tied with the brand the, the main campus which is the princess class for overall um kurt vander got three third yeah. yeah uh you have another divine or you have a fight uh mech fight and altina gets finds her her mech that she likes but then like she goes haywire in it and loses yeah, so control and consciousness she uses the mech that like the mech style that v used mm-hmm. and so it's like the giant one but yeah she goes unconscious and loses control and reen's like all right guess i gotta freaking fight this and take this child out so that's something they don't like address after this that. happened they don't address it because you know obviously a bunch of other kind of takes precedent but that's an interesting thing that happens it is like i wonder like i obviously we are theorizing here but like is that a case of the fact that like of how she was made and just does not agree with a mech but obviously she's she's piloted the other ones and just like didn't like them mm-hmm. so well and one thing that is worth noting is that the panzer soldats are um the plan of a certain someone who runs the black workshop true um who also made altina so you know there is also that i also forget to mention in chapter three that reen just buys his kids ice cream at he one does. point it's very and good. it's really really cute and it is like suspicious as well because like that that big mech just kind of gets dropped off at one point there's like yeah they just dropped it off here i guess i don't know and there's a comment about it by somebody like a, a just like a throwaway comment of like oh they're doing that now and it's like hmm Hmm. um and on the train if you when you talk to altina um which is a little bit later but she's talking to schmidt and he's like yeah if you would let me um uh palm soleus then you know i might could give you some answers but until then like you're a puppet. I can't tell you anything. It's like, for one move, dude. I mean, um, that's just the way he is. Yeah, he sucks. Um, but two, like... He's very much of, like logic first, everything else, whatever. One of the things that I find interesting about this scene, though, is that, like, Altina um, summons Plum Soleus and, um, like, he, he beat boops at her. And she's like, no, I just needed to, like, have you present. And... Um, so she she has that connection to him, but she's actually like feeling things and she needs some kind of like comfort there that is mm-hmm. normal for her. And so like that's a good part of her arc that like she understands that there's an issue there. She understands that she feels bad because he said that to her and like her method of dealing with it is like essentially her her like buddy mm-hmm. that she's been born with and has had her entire life. It was interesting. It was cute. Yeah. Let me um, So we move on to Heimdaller. Um, there is a scene, I think, that happens before this. Before we get there. But um, you see someone meet up with Vita. Mm-hmm. And basically offer an alliance of some sorts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it pans up and it's f***ing Instructor Thomas. Yep. Who has showed up for, like, the first time this game. Yep. Um, of course, like if you remember from the previous game, like he's revealed to be like I'm one of the like head dudes of like this the church, the secret part of the church that does like all this weird. Yeah. So like, he shows up and is offering an alliance to Vita, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you you go to Heimdaller and you go to do all your your stuff. 
But you got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, you get to go meet Toa's family. Meet Kurt Vander's mom. Meet Kurt Vander's mom. Then eventually... Ash is like, oh man, she's just my type. Is this your sister? And Kurt's like, <laughs> that is my mother? No, that's my mom. Um, Kurt Vander's mom is hot. You get to whoop her ass in a children's card game at one point. Well, well not yet, but At she's... one point. She's running the Vander School at the moment while the rest of the family is out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're just kind of getting a, a lay of the land at the moment, which we're getting more areas that we had not been to in Heimdall. Mm-hmm. Um, Heimdall is a big we- place. Yeah, we have the west side now. Um, like, there's only one street that we've actually been on before. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that there's, like, listening devices everywhere and that there are these like calvardian agents that Mm. are hanging out also um when you go and meet with um governor regnitz um chancellor osborne also just shows up in this joint meeting with the main campus and the branch campus Mm -hmm. um the funny part about this is that like Everybody stands up and like salutes him or whatever. And Reen and his class are just like, F- that. No, we're sitting down. <laughs> we're just going to stand here like, eh, f- off. Yeah. Um, and like he, he at one point is like, so instructor Reen, it's been a while. And I'm like, oh. Reen's just like, yeah. Yep. It has. Sure has been a while. <laughs> um, Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're essentially tasked with like, Hey, you have to figure out this Calvardian thing. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you have to go find. You got to go bet on horse of horses. And the prince is like, "Let's make a competition out of this." Hair. And Eunice is like, F- "Off." Yeah, like Yuna basically says that. She's like, "What sticks do you have up your?" <laughs> and Rain's just like, "Oh, kids, it's fine. Competition's not that bad." <laughs> um. So it's a lot of, like, figuring out what's going on here, trying to f- see, like, where these agents might be. Like you said, you get to bet on some horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reen's like, oh, I'm finally old enough to bet. I'm going to go bet. Ash is like, hey, let's go do some betting. And, and everyone's like, no, you can't. You're not old like, enough. Oh, um, oh bet. <laughs> Reen is like a grandpa and puts down, like, a hundred uh, Mira on <laughs> it. Does. And, and then he, he so he bets on like the one that has like the highest odds and then wins and then everyone's like why the f- didn't you put more money down you idiot he's like oh i'm sorry it was my first bet let me buy you some grape juice to make up Here's, for you it. guys want some juice it's only i mean i can only buy one because that's how much it costs you're gonna have to share take sips don't don't do big gulps ash no ash no that's that was two gulps i saw you <laughs> put that back in so they're oh don't spit it gross. Um, so they're asked to like go into like the Heimdall underground and mm-hmm. like the catacombs to take care of some stuff mm-hmm. and try and find these agents and like also they've been hearing growls. So they find a bunch of uh the, the the flowers show up there. They also find agents there who have like these weird battle suits that turn invisible. Or they, mm-hmm. they are able to like uh do astral projection mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, we're going this way, but it's like, Oh, we're going this way. So they uh, they do that, and then eventually, they uh they chase them out of the underground area into like a graveyard, and mm-hmm. where the 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 main campus is waiting for them, and they're like, oh, we got him, and it's like the the prince is like, oh, we did it, we were the ones who captured him, and then Nightheart's like, hey, face, 
It wouldn't have been for if it wasn't for the branch campus's help, we wouldn't have been here to catch them. So shut the f up. Yeah. So at least somebody doesn't suck here. Um, and so like once that's taken care of, Reen's like, oh, by the way, since we're here, like, do you guys mind if I just like stop off at this grave over here? Mm -hmm. um, and so he does, and like he goes and talks a little bit about Crow and how much he liked him and all that jazz. And as they're walking off, Yuna looks down. She's like, oh, hey, there's this pin here in the dirt. That's mm -hmm. interesting. And they're looking at it, and then Reen's like, this is Angelica's. Mm -hmm. And then also, does someone at that same time mention, like, hey, The dirt's been moved. Does, does this dirt look like it's been messed with or something? And they're like, <laughs> mm. So, like, you base this is where you gather all of Class 7 to, like, show up there as well? Um, Reen, ca Reen calls the campus and is like hey we need to figure out what's going on here because he's like, um, like hey i found this of angelica's is she missing or something has anyone heard from her and, uh, and apparently no one has she's been missing yeah yeah she's been missing so that's not good um toa is starting to get very concerned because mm -hmm. she cannot get in touch with angelica and she cannot get in touch with george mm -hmm. um how about that how about that um so <laughs> I don't know why you made me sound like uh, Steve Urkel there. <laughs> but um, there is a point where you meet with Class 7 and they're like, oh, hey, this is really weird. But um, I don't think it's this point. I think this is more... Um, I think that's after you meet up with the Class 7 at night. I think this is mm -hmm. the, the moment where it's just like, I need to call the branch campus. We need to put an investigation right. into this. And... Um, Le Guin and a few others at the train are like, but did you actually see the body or did you like think you saw the body? Think you saw the body. And it was like, uh Um Is this also the next day where like they have Le Guin and a few others and Randy Orlando and a few others basically comb the, the undergrounds the catacombs again to try and, and find more stragglers. And they're like, oh, man, every time we capture them, they're just, like, scared. Like, they've seen a ghost, and, like, they, they mm -hmm. don't give any information. And oh, also, when you're in the, the catacombs again, spooky ghost lady shows up again. It's like, hey, I got a, I got a place where you can go. Go this way. Mm -hmm. All right, later. We'll talk Bye. We'll talk again soon. Mm -hmm. And the is basically like, I kind of think I know who you are. And she's like, yeah. eh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Um. So, like, at, at night, again, she sees some of the Calvard agents walk into like some kind of spirit monster and just like well i could have tried to help him, but they're already kind of f so whoops yeah um bummer big bummer uh so, so yeah you go, you go off and do some more stuff in the next day like you go to the the, the girl school where elise and the princess go to mm -hmm. go talk to them go do some other stuff is this where reen like threatens to kill people no that's probably he, i mean he does at some point he does at some point but um like at one point there is a quest where um there are some some shady individuals like trying to take the the girls from the girls school mm -hmm. and use his money and influence to like do bad things and one of them like touched elise's face He's like, that will mean death. He's like, the only suitable punishment is death. Well, he's got like this creepy grin on his face. And I'm like, um, really? He's like, oh. And so like class seven, the new class seven handles it. And then Reen just like cuts all the tires off the car <laughs> as he's fleeing. God. And they're like, Reen has to get his sister complex under control. 
Um, after that, you go and hang out. Um, it's just, I, at night, the previous night, I think, is when you go hang out with the Class 7 and have your big re- yeah. reunion with everyone. Um, where Milliam's like, you're all my friends. Um, Rean takes his motorcycle into town, mm-hmm. hangs out with his bros. All the people that they do their handshakes. It's pretty good. Um, all the pals who are illegal to drink, drink. Uh, it's like Milliam, Elliot, and Fee. Fee are like having soda. <laughs> yeah. And Milliam wants to get drunk and they're like, no, uh, you're like 15. They basically kind of go over everything that's happened and kind of do a big summary. Guys is like, hey, I'll, I'll tell you about the, all this stuff again at some other point. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, so we promised we would get back together. We're back together. Now what, what, are, we, now what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um... But but yeah, so that all that happens, um, and then in the day after you kind of do all your quests and everything, you're kind of going around and seeing all the class seven folks and talking to them, trying to get like because they're all going out and getting information and everything, mm-hmm. trying to uh, like Emma and Gaius mentioned like oh it's weird things are happening like Emma keeps mentioning like the the spirit veins are real messed up Gaius keeps mentioning like the wind, the wind is very foreboding and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're all talking about that. And then eventually you kind of go, like, hey, let's all go get lunch. And by that, I mean, like, the new kiddos. You go get lunch. And then afterwards you go to the Imperial Museum. And then you mm-hmm. split off into, like, three different teams. Yeah. So the bell that um, was at the Stargazer Tower is kind of, like, losing it. The one that, and, was, yeah, that was in Crossbell. Yeah. And so um, you... You go down to like the catacombs, and there is a big critter there, and um, you fight it. And I think this is where um, where a little lady shows up and gives the reveal, so you can have the talismans. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you're gonna go fight a, a dragon that a pine dollar eight hundred years ago. Yeah, so we fought the bone dragon in the first game, mm-hmm. and it's like now you gotta oh, fight hey, the real dragon. You gotta fight the real dragon. He's back. Um, um, also, there are vampires. Yeah, vampires exist, and that, that's what's happened to the the Calvard people. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> They're called Night Touched. Uh, yeah. That'll happen. This is also one of the parts where the game really the bed in terms of frame. Right? Like, there are some parts in Chapter 3 yeah. where this happens as well, where like it gets a little hitchy in here, in, here and there. Once you get deep into the, the, the dragon dungeon, like, it gets real bad. Like, there are times, like, when you would kind of, like, pop out of a battle, it would just be like... Okay, I'm going. Um, when it, when I would pop, like I'd put the map up and try and look around and come out, I would still get that that little hitching and chunkiness, um, and just even like running around a little bit, like it would happen here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to happen a lot more when you're in speedy mode, um, but it did seem to be kind of affecting you if you were in just normal speed as well. So yeah. it's a very bizarre thing because like it happens only in a few spots. Like here's like the the biggest place where it happens the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's just very strange because like nowhere else does it happen in the game, and it doesn't really seem like there's anything real big happening in this area that would be taxing on the the game itself. So I don't know what's happening. And then like we're like, what? Well, this will be when this comes out. We'll be like two months post release, and doesn't look like there's gonna be any patches or anything coming out for this. So it's very bizarre. Yeah, it, it's weird. Um, I mean. I got through it, but it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because, like, the rest of this game is so, like... It's fine. Yeah. There's no problems. Um, 
so yeah like i said we get the reveal at this point like oh hey this little lady who's been following us around and smooching us and biting us and all for one um she is she is grandmother mm-hmm. she's emma grandma emma and vita's grandma yeah um and she's like i didn't always look like this you know <laughs> the leader of the hexen clan um so she gives you some talismans so you can um free up any Calvardian agents that are still in the the dungeon. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, so you kind of have to go take care of this because this is a big deal. Um, this dragon sucks, and this dragon can destroy the world. Like, please take care of it. Also, if you want more answers, you know, we'll talk later. Yeah. Um. So you take your three squads and you work your way through the dungeon, and it functions a lot like the the Juno Fortress did, except mm-hmm. for now you have an extra. Team. So it's like you you'll you'll move one team around and then eventually you'll get to a spot where you're kind of stuck. So you have to move another team and then they'll get to a place and then you'll move the third team and you'll get to a place and eventually you'll be like, oh well, we're all in this one little tile. So mm-hmm. now everything's going to unlock and now you get to go move on to the next area and so on and so forth. And the neat thing about this is that they're like, all right, there are no like old and new at this point. We're all just class seven. Mm-hmm. And so you have like a the mix new kiddos of- have earned their stripes. Yeah, you have like a mix of all the the class groups. It's like this is neat. Um, so as you make your way through, eventually you do get to fight this big <laughs> dragon. And it basically, it kind of like uh, the fight takes place in the way it's like uh, it's a phase battle. Yeah. So group one will take it down to this amount of health. Then you'll switch over to group two. They'll take it down to this amount of health. And then group three will finish the job. Which the second group, that fight is tough. Yeah, the second group is the hardest phase period mm-hmm. um did, i had a hard time with that one um, i did too bo- both playthroughs and like that's crazy that i had a hard time with it on the second playthrough yeah i should not have had that but <laughs> i did um and then afterwards you have to fight it with uh with your mechs mm-hmm. take it out and then it's it's done so take it yeah. out for, take it out for dinner um Rose, the uh, the Hexen clan leader, is like able to seal it because they're like, "Oh God, that's my asthma. That's what made um the the red mech go crazy, like mm. and make it violent and evil. Like, please don't get near that ring." Uh, once all that happens, Siegfried shows up and is like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And Reed's like, "I want to f- kick your ass," and he's like, "Okay." Yeah, he's like, "How many people of this class do you want to do you want to take me on?" And Reed's like, "No, it's just me. I'm gonna fight <laughs> one you one on one." And so you fight like, him. Well, the funniest thing is he's like, sometimes you just have to go like blade to blade, even though you have guns. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like you idiot. So you fight him and do all that and then really don't really beat him. And then afterwards you learn that Crow doesn't know anything. Yeah. His memories are gone. And Reed's uh-huh. like, are, are, do you really not remember anything? And, and Siegfried's like, sorry, later. He says one thing that Reen is like, because uh, he says like, and I'll help you in this time, but I'm not going to accept any um, interest. Just on this, and um, that is like reflecting of a line he said in one. And Reen's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> so then I think is when they all go to like the graves. The grave, and yeah, afterwards, um, and they're just like, what's going on? Yeah, so there, there's still like some. You know, you, you're able to get some of the Calvardian agents back. And then, like, you make sure that the, the town doesn't go, the city doesn't go into, uh, why am I blanking on the on the phrase for it? Um, martial law. Correct. Um, and so then you get to go to the festival. There's a summer festival the mm-hmm. next day. 
Uh, so you get to run around and do some stuff. You get to beat up Kurt's mom in a children's card game. Uh, you get to hang out with various people and get their bonds up to max level and then get their trophies and everything. Make and then bread. Make bread. Um, do horse racing if you want. Uh, and that, that's kind of like where you get the, the Give away your scene. fake glasses. Yeah, give away your fake glasses and see what everyone else is going to give away. Um, I will say that only one of them gives you a smooch. Mm-hmm. And, like, she goes hard for that kiss. Which I, I, I feel like that makes sense because I feel like she's the one who does it in, like, the other games as well. Yeah. She, so. And, two, she was the only one that gave a kiss, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you get your, your bonding trophies here. You also get an invitation from Lecter um, because one of the Calvardian agents is still in the mm-hmm. catacombs. And he's like, hey, um, I know you're kind of busy, but, like, hey, you want to come – Come help us out. You want to come fight some stuff? And Rain's like, I guess. And then it's like, it's you, Sharon, Sarah, a gate. Claire. Claire Toval? Uh, no Toval. Uh, Tio is Tio. It's like all like the non Thor's related characters are just like shown up together. And it's like, it's this weird eclectic mix of people. You're just like, yeah, I guess this works. All right. Oliver's there. Yeah, that too. He's he shows he's, up. He's at Olivier at that yeah, point. Yeah, he's as Olivier. He's like, everyone's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I don't know what you mean. I am the I'm a traveling bard. I'm a traveling bard looking Olivier. for love." Everyone's like, "I guess you can come." <laughs> Just indulge him, I guess. Um, so yeah, you have to go fight some stuff. Uh, Ash shows up because he's been sneaking around. Everyone's just like, "I guess you can come along too." Um, we get some backstory um, mm-hmm. of Lecter in this, mm-hmm. which turns out Lecter's dad is the one who um, did was the, the catalyst whole for everything. Hummel. Yeah, and uh, Ash confronts him finally because you also learn that like at one point Ash is like feeding Lecter information, and Ash is like, "I hate this. I don't want to do this, but it's the only I have to do it for reasons." Um, also, you learn Muse is still very shady for whatever reason. Cause she... Oh, right. We forgot to mention that Muse is like new Duke of Cayenne, basically. Yeah, she's the new Duke of Cayenne because she's like royalty and everything and sneaks in and does this. And it's like Eusis and Patrick and I think a few others like know about and Angelica. it. Angelica. Yeah. So like they're the ones that know about it. Everyone's just like, oh, I don't, what's going on? And they're like, uh, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, so she she takes over that, that title um, at one point. The funny thing about, like, Ash giving the information to Lecter is that he's like, all right, you know, am I going to get expelled or whatever because I'm giving information I'm a spy? And Reen just laughs at his face. He's like, no, you dumb. He's like, Altina kind of throws that out the window, you know? Like, she's in the intelligence division. Or I, think, not- I, I think he also mentions that, like, Lequin would, would have just been like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, basically. He's like, uh, yeah, like, buddy, it, it's no big deal. <laughs> But uh, he confronts uh, Lecter about everything and is like, mm. were you the one that f- did all this? And Lecter's like, and my dad kind of did all this. I don't know what you want to tell me, tell you. Yeah. Um, so Lecter's still pretty shady, but we get a little bit more backstory on mm-hmm. him. And they're able to save the the one Calvardian agent down there mm-hmm. um, with a little help from your friends. <laughs> Then you get to go hang out at the festival some more, and eventually um, you have to go to a party. Another party! A big party at the, the, the f- Imperial family's 
house. Yeah. Um, place. <laughs> so it's a whole lot of like going around and talking to people. And Reen at one point is like, I really need to find an opening to talk to Osborne. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you keep getting notifications. Like, Reed hasn't had time to talk to Osborne. He just keeps missing, and like everyone just keeps talking to him. And he's like, oh, he just keeps going around all these different like weird groups that are just like forming. And it's like real <laughs> interesting to see like various characters talking to each other. But then eventually, mm-hmm. he's just like everything's winding down, and then like Claire's like, hey, the the Emperor wants to speak to you, and Reed's like, okay. Also, there's a dance with Alfin and Elise. Mm-hmm. And Reen's like, I'll take both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the way that he, like, actually is able to pull it off is he's like, the Schwarzer siblings will dance, and then I will dance with Elfin, and everything's fine. Juice is like, yeah, good thing he did that, because otherwise they would have been planning their honeymoon already. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he kind of fandangles his way around that. I love that Patrick gets to dance with Elise, because I'm, I'm so shocked by that. Um, which reminds me of the part where Ash was like, "Oh yeah, you know these sheltered Saint Astro girls. Like if you if you like threw them some lines, they'd do anything." And Reen like puts him in like a grip on his arm. He's like, "He's like shows up behind him like that." Yeah. He's like, "So what did you say? I must have missed some of that." Ash is just like, "Ah, uh, nothing. I can't feel my arm." <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, Os- uh, the Emperor wants to meet with Reen. Mm-hmm. So like he 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 has a little chit chat with Reen, tells him about like all the the stuff that happened in the one place. Um, I guess it should be mentioned before this that um, earlier than day, um, Elliot Cra- Elliot's dad, um, General Craig, is like, hey, I know who he is. He's been very very different. Um, like he came back after six months, and Osborne. Talking to Osborne, very- yeah. Yeah, Osborne is very different than what he used to be, but like we know he's your dad. Yeah, kind of giving like a little backstory, like what actually happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, Emperor is like, "Hey, Reen, what up?" And that's all he says. He's like, "Hey, Reen, what's up?" <laughs> no, he says, "What up?" What up? Sorry, hey, Reen, what, what up? Hey, Reen, what up? My dude. <laughs> Let's shake on it. You want to play a children's card game? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. Um. So he also tells you, like, yeah, it, it's kind of the same story. Like, I knew I knew who you were. I knew that you were his kid. Um, I figured it out. Osborne and I have been through some very similar situations because we both lost somebody that we loved. We both had sons that, um, you know, we, we were separated from. Um, you know, I sympathized with him a lot. Um, but he also, like, gives some hints. He's like, yeah, but he's kind of shady, like, He's, he's not exactly the same dude. But also he's um, like, I'm not going to do anything to him because... Correct. Basically, am I going to be really able to do anything to him? Yeah. Um. So he's like, yeah, I just kind of have to like let let it happen and see if anybody can stop it. Um. So that's an interesting conversation. And then as he's leaving, um, he gets another summon. Mm-hmm. He gets to go talk to his papa. He gets to go talk to Osborne. And Reen's just like, dude, what the f***? Yeah. Uh, Osborne's like, so this is the first time we met one-on-one in a while. I was like, yep, by design. <laughs> so Reen basically goes there to try and get answers. Osborne kind of kind of gets him, gives him answers. Some. Some. Whether or not they're true or not, that remains to be seen. He, he explains that um, Reen has his heart. 
Literally. I don't buy it. I do buy it. I don't buy it. I, I definitely buy it. How can you live with another heart? <laughs> is Are you telling me this man is a medical surgeon now? <laughs> no, but I have a theory. He's got a robot heart. <laughs> yes and no. I do think it's involving the mech. He's a mech heart. <laughs> He's a mech heart. Um, do you want me to tell you my theory or do yeah, you want me to leave it? Go ahead. Okay. So my theory is that like everybody's saying, okay, he went away and he changed. Um, I think what happened is that we like his mech is very clearly evil and everybody's like, oh, hey, you answered to that guy, huh? Um, I think that there's some way that like he he was able to give Reen his heart, but then like this mech was able to like keep him alive, but also corrupt him so that he became just like a pure force of evil and like is able to use his body as a way to like do these things that he wants to do essentially like i don't know that it's actually an osborne for real i maintain my theory that reen died for real and to osborne was so distraught that he made a deal with the black workshop to get him back and by that I mean they made a copy of reen why would they make a flawed copy with a giant scar because that's where they implemented stuff from the one dude. The one dude. Yeah, the 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 one dude who used to pilot Valimar, so they could give him a connection to Valimar. Oh, Dracos. Yeah, so he could be, he would be able to pilot Valimar at some point. But why would they want him to pilot Valimar? Because they have all of the other mechs. Yeah. Why don't they have all the mechs on their side? That way, they can easily implement their plan to to bring forth the the Twilight stuff. Hey still think that like the the like embodiment of the the divine knight that he's working with is what's making him evil like i don't think that he is actually osborne anymore i think i mean to be fair though we don't know that he was never just purely evil from the get-go that's true we don't but he could have always just been planning all this just like you know been all nice and you know i'm a good guy up to this and then you know the the stuff happens and that's the one like catalyst that's like he's like all right this i'm never going to like put on this facade again of being this good guy if i need Mm -hmm. to i need to get power now so i can make sure nothing bad happens to me again and now i'm just gonna be a full-blown it's possible i'm sticking with my theory though i'm sticking with my theory (laughs) i i i really don't think that like Osborne is Osborne anymore. I think it is wholly like a puppet of that divine knight. He's like, oh, look at me, you're pulling the string. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dance it would for make me. <laughs> um, so essentially, he's like, yeah, things are bad, but also, like, what are you going to do about it? And Reed's like, <laughs> so. Um, we've also seen some interspersed cutscenes with this mm-hmm. that um, show Ash. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kurt Vander, I want to go take a. P- you want to come with?" Kurt's like, "No, no, I don't want to go piss with you. I am Kurt. <laughs> I am Kurt Vander. This is not what we do. This is not the um, Vander style. <laughs> this is not the Vander style. We p- on our own." And Ash is like, "Whatever, I'll go by myself." 
and then by my, by himself he means to sneak into the the private area and basically steal a butler's uniform and he and had a gun from the cal uh cal the Cal-Vardian, Vardian, yeah our agent um, that is basically like a non-traceable um gun mm-hmm. um also worth mentioning that when he picked that up Musa's like I feel like I missed something mm-hmm and Musa throughout this entire thing has been like she's very observant very observant and saying a lot of things that she's like oh this is like my plan b or like this is going according to plan so then like she knows something mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit but um at this point like ash is in his in his butler outfit with his little non non-traceable gun and he goes into the room where the emperor and osborne which which reens has already gone back and done stuff yeah he's mad uh ash is like hello he like keeps covering his left eye and And he does this constantly through the game yeah Yeah. um he basically makes mention that like hey i was the third survivor and i'm very at what you guys did and there's this voice that keeps telling me to kill the people who are responsible for it so who which one of you is responsible for it because i'm gonna f- kill you and um osborne's like yeah you could shoot me but like aim for the head don't shoot for the heart you're not gonna do anything and then the emperor's like i'm pretty sure he can't actually die so maybe don't do that shoot me instead mm-hmm. um, also and- his ash's eye is like red and very corrupted like- it's oozing like miasma type thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, and then he, and then he f- pops the the emperor. <laughs> like three times he shoots the emperor, and then Osborne like traps him on the ground, and like Ash loses consciousness after he shoots, and it ends up being this thing of like, oh look, the Calvardian guns. What use this? Maybe he is an agent. Oh, maybe we should start a war. Mm-hmm. Um, which was what they were trying to avoid in the first place, because Eustace knew the whole time. He's like, yeah, that's what well, what some trying- people were trying to avoid. Other people were trying to make happen. Yeah, yeah. Ruth's trying to make that happen, mm-hmm. and um, Eustace is like, dude, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about that. Like, kind of related to him, but he still sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, which he still thinks he's fully related to him at that point. Um, well, half related, but um, yeah, so the emperor is shot. He's bleeding out. He is in critical condition. Ash is um, taken into custody immediately, mm-hmm. and basically everything is gone to handbasket real quick. Yeah, um, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to war to Calvard," and yeah. um, they basically announce, "Hey, there was a Calvardian agent who shot the emperor. It was him who did it. Now we must fight the Calvardians and everything." And all of this, so like this huge like announcement happens, and like all of uh, the branch campus is watching this, and then like you see it's like everyone's just like, dude, what the? F-? He Ash was not this kind of person. That's not how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main heads of the campus are like talking about it, and Le like f- f- about it. Super. F-. She's like, this is. F-. They won't let me. They won't tell me anything. They won't let me go see him or anything. Like, f*** this. <laughs> Which, like, Le Guin is not about people telling her no. Um, another thing that's worth noting 
is a very big difference here and that Cedric is with Osborne. I was like, yes, we have to get revenge. We have to go after them. At the same time, Oliver does a radio announcement where he's like, we have to stay strong. We have to give mm-hmm. him our best wishes for the emperor. Like the dichotomy between those two princes is so interesting mm-hmm. because Oliver's trying to keep the peace, trying to yeah. be positive. He's the pacifist. To- yeah, and like trying to keep it together, and Cedric's like, "No, fuck it, fuck it, burn everything down." God, this mm-hmm. sucks. I'm like, "Whoa, buddy, you need to calm down. Like, puberty is not doing you any favors." <laughs> um, um, so yeah, all that goes down, and then basically, um, they have the branch campus on lockdown, or like where their their camp was. Mm-hmm. Um, they're being guarded and everything. Um, Reen's is like, "I gotta go. I gotta figure out what to do." And everyone's like, "We can't leave." But then, like, Celine shows up and, like, comes and is like, hey, what's up? We're going to make a teleportation circle to get you out of here and be able to do stuff. And Rain's like, cool. And so he grabs his kiddos and does all that. Uh, there's also a good point as well where, like, you, you kind of go around and talk to everyone. And then Le Guin's like, hey, you want to fight before you go off and do stuff? Yeah, it's <laughs> so, really like, funny. You go off and you get ready to fight her. And then, like, one of, like, the guards is like, what are you guys doing? You can't do, like, be fighting or anything. And Le Guin's like, hey, how about you go fuck off before I come over there and whoop your ass? And he's like, all right, I'm just going to act like I don't see anything. It's amazing. And so, yeah, you get to fight her, which is hilarious. And um, then you get to warp via mm-hmm. tree. Then you get to meet up with everyone else. You got to go to the, the cathedral. Mm-hmm. You go to the cathedral where you're going to get a big old info dump. Yeah, big info dump. Uh, so you were you have been asked to meet there by the behest of some folks. Mm-hmm. Um. And hey, did you know that Rose, the grandma, is a vampire? She just shows her things like, hey. It's hey. <laughs> so funny. So uh, Sister Rosine is there. Mm-hmm. Who you've been. She who, Thomas. She, she has been helping you out, like uh, translating black records and everything. And she works in the Leaves uh, Cathedral as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know her. And then Thomas shows up and he's like, She's hello, everyone. And like you had seen him previously and like talked about him to the kiddos. They're like, oh, OK. And then uh, Rosine shows up. Can I mention something about Thomas real quick? Yes. At one point when like you save him, he's like, oh, you know, I was just traveling as like a traveling historian researcher. And I read <laughs> out of money and I'm just like, buddy, that would not have lasted very long that you were a traveling historian researcher. Like, really? Come on. I thought you were going to say the part about him running out of money was realistic. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> it's very realistic. God, it's it's hilarious, but um, it is very very realistic for the story to run out of money, um, and then have nobody to help him out. Anyway, so we're getting more info. Dump. Rosine's there. Thomas is there. Um, so they give Grand- you a big Grandma's like. There. They give you a big history of like what all has happened in this country. Yeah. Uh, about like the the Hexen clan, the gnomes, how they had worked together at one point, how like the Great One came to be and everything, and why that was such like a bad thing, and how they like had to work together to make sure it kind of got split apart and everything. The the creatures of the fire and earth and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's a, just this big old info dump of just like all the stuff that has happened in this history and everything, and why things are happening the way they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, Vita shows up. She does. She's like, hello, everyone. And then Thomas is like, oh, by the way, let me introduce you to our newest member of the church. And Gaius is like, hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's what Gaius has been up to for six months is that he was hanging out with some dude from the church who was also the traveling priest that like you were following in the mm-hmm. se- in the second game that like there was this weird quest where yeah like there was a priest who just kept going different places They're like how is he doing this <laughs> Um, but eventually Gaius is like protected by him when um, they had, like worked together, I think at one point as well. And like, he was in the uh, Nord Nord, uh, and um, like just like hanging out there. And that's where Gaius met up with him again. And then, like you said, like he saved Gaius and, and he was like, Hey, by the way, I'm kind of this member of this church thing. Here's my powers. Uh, you're going to have to kind of figure out and do this and go train and stuff. So he went and trained with like Thomas and all those other folks for like six months, and that was why he couldn't be gotten a hold of or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's a member of the church now. Yeah, he's like a church warrior with superpowers. <laughs> like, what is going on? And like Vita him, shows him up and, and is Emma like, "Hello, like... we've been we've been uh, working together a little bit." Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of converging lines here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "All right, Gaius is part of the church now. I guess he has like this weird like." Um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like this weird like symbol that keeps popping up like in light around him. But um, you know, but like it's, you, his, it's his church symbol thing. Yeah, you do, you Gaius. Um, uh, Elisa also mentions that Sharon's gone. Yes, she's like, yeah, Sharon left the hotel earlier, and that's kind of weird. But mm-hmm. like, I guess she'll be back later. She won't be back later. <laughs> While they're having all this huge info dump, a bunch of stuff happens outside that's real bad because uh, Ouroboros has completed their plan. They've turned the the, the emperor's house into a giant egg, mm-hmm. and now all sorts of like uh, bad stuff is happening on the streets of Heimdall. Our enemies are showing up and everything, and everyone runs out it's like, "Oh, this is real bad." Yeah, there's just like magic knights and cryptids and everything mm-hmm. just everywhere. So a bunch of other folks show up to help. Like Patrick shows up to to help guard the the girl school. Mm-hmm. Like a real and good like comes dude. in clutch, like mm-hmm. saving Elise and Alfin. And, and Reen's like, "Oh my God, Patrick, you're a good dude. You've went not up good. like one stock in my book. Not good enough for my sister, but you're good." Vita stays behind and basically is like, "I will put a, a barrier over the the school, so like nothing bad will happen to them." And, and then she gets a look from Yusei. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They give each other a look. Uh, so this is Vita's big, essentially her big baby face turn, where she's now kind of like, not really. I mean, she's been on the outside of Warboros, but like now she's kind of actively working against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she's kind of done some other stuff as well, which we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, you basically have to go fight your way through some stuff and then get to the the egg where everyone else is. Uh, you but you see a bunch of other people fighting in the streets, like uh, Elliot's dad and some other folks are fighting through some stuff uh, my heart is there you go there's a shot there's a shot that happens where you go back to the camp and Le Guin's like I have some personal business I need to attend to I'm gonna go take my mech and go fight some stuff and everyone's like uh I guess okay yep sure and she's like all right bye everyone bye <laughs> um, um the black whirlwind also... dude oh yeah shows up with some folks and he has his own new army now mm-hmm. that like is not affiliated with anyone else and that's interesting um there was also a scene in heimdall that we have not mentioned that um at one point the courageous lands Mm -hmm. and um they're they're talking with everybody uh they're talking with schmidt they're talking with lisa and um 
they're like, all right, we got a GTFO at this point. And you see like technicians working on um, the courageous. And at one point, like one of them hesitates and then like the disguise flickers and mm-hmm. it's George. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, that's suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I forgot about it because all this Same. other stuff went down. <laughs> um, so bad right now. Mm-hmm. Like real bad. Um, so, Jingo is like shooting things from the sky. Yeah, the cool. the black market little girl is like shooting things with her mom, and then like this uh, delivery girl that you helped one time is also like helping them out, shooting stuff. It's real good. It's real good. Um. So yeah, like the class sevens show up to the where the the final dungeon is, and everyone's out there. Everyone. Everyone's like the- here. <laughs> it's Smash Brothers. It's the Iron Bloods. It's Ouroboros. It's the Jaegers. It's all the bad guys, essentially. <laughs> it's everybody. And now we got to go in this egg. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a barrier up on it, so you're not getting there. And then Thomas and Rosine show up and they're like, yeah, f*** off. We're going to make a hole in it and we're going to throw everyone through it and- to get through. <laughs> Which, like, cool as heck that Thomas is like, all right, cool. I got this ability. Let's mm-hmm. do this. It's like, dude, cool, I guess. And then basically all the other... the branch campus folks show up because also the main campus folks are fighting against them yeah because they're like all sided with the prince because they're yeah no kidding um so it's like the the branch campus all your other allies that have showed up throughout here against everybody against else. everyone else uh toa finds george and is like where is angelica you he's like angelica's dead he i killed her uh but there's a brief moment in there where like she tells us basically like, you were never like this. What has happened to you? We were all friends. And like, he hesitates for a split second mm-hmm. before he's like, Angelica's dead. F- off. Yeah. Um, so interesting little thing there. Now he's like copper. Copper like, Georg. Georg. <laughs> Georg. Um, so it's, that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, so everybody's fighting. Um. And then our, our main squad, like, gets into the egg. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight through a bunch of monsters and stuff, but you have basically checkpoints where it's, like, you have to fight specific people. So, like, your first checkpoint is you fight against McBurn and the Steel Maiden, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, you have to fight with Laura. Excuse me. Um, and some other folks. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who else is there. Uh, I think. Is Gaius on this one? I don't remember. I could actually I can look here. Okay. Uh, is Laura, Emma, and Gaius who fight? Okay. McBurn and yeah, because Emma Maiden. has to take the the flames down on McBurn. Yes. So you fight them and do everything. Then eventually, there's a point where you get to run past them, and you beat you your, as in the rest of the crew. <laughs> you and the, as the rest of the other, they stay back and fight still. Then you fight mm-hmm. your second group, which is. Uh, Shirley, uh, Randy Orlando's cousin, not McBurn's cousin, even though they look similar. <laughs> Sharon. Yep. Who S- has said that she is no longer Sharon. She is back to Kruger, the mm-hmm. severing chains. She's back or Borison because because her contract has ended. Mm-hmm. Um, her contract was that if he ever appeared again. Oh, by then- the way, yeah. Uh, they unveil who the leader of the Black Workshop is. Yep. And it's Elisa's dad. Yeah. Who's not um- dead. <laughs> Not dead, and she freaks out. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, Elisa has every right to freak out, but um, what what is said is that uh, Arena knew that he was alive, mm-hmm. and um, 
she had told Sharon that like, if the day comes when he comes back, then you are free from your contract and, you know, do what you got to do. And so once she realized that he was alive and went back, like she's dropping Sharon, she is no longer part of the Reinford family. Mm -hmm. She is also, also the, the weird professor who kind of knew, like he had like an inkling that, that he was still alive. Yeah. Um, but also you fight uh, Siegfried and Rutger, the Jaeger King. And then mm-hmm. so you have to fight, uh, you have Elisa who gets her own little cool mech. She gets a mech. That, and uh, she was like, I was going to show you this. I was keeping it under wraps, but this is a, the way I got to show you now. Mm-hmm. Sad. It's a thing that like Tita, you help Tita kind of like uh, beta test in one of the, mm-hmm. the school dungeons. So you have Elisa, Fee, and Sarah who fight together in this one. And then eventually they... They do a thing, and then you get to run past with some of your, with the rest of your group. Mm-hmm. Uh, your final, final, quote unquote, is the Iron Blood. Is the Iron Blood. So you have Usus, Machias, and Elliot, and you fight against Milliam, Claire, Lecter, and Rufus. Uh, mm-hmm. Rufus also drops that he's not related to you to Usus. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, oh, by bastard. the way, my dad is your uncle, and some other lady. Um, I'm not actually related to your dad at all, but he rejected you because you had commoner blood and I didn't. How about that, huh? And then um, he's just like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, basically he's like, dude, you f- suck. I need to get rid of you. Um, Milliam's like, hey, sorry guys. Like, I just got to do this. and Which is weird because in the class seven meeting she's like yeah you guys are my friends and class seven always comes first i will never do anything that will like put you guys in danger essentially yeah so that was a Whoops. weird choice um and like claire feels bad about it and lector's lector <laughs> lector's lector but lector does things eventually that are very very interesting uh-huh. um, um so you get through this and then milliam's like all right i'm just gonna chill here guys goodbye <laughs> and then Yusuf and rufus are just gonna fight each other yeah, they just fight. Yeah. And then you get to the bottom. You get to the bottom, you have to fight the, the holy beast with mm-hmm. your class seven the, kiddos. The nameless one. The nameless one, then you have to use a net using your mechs to fight it. Um although although also down there is Osborne, Elisa's dad, who, Prince, and Altina, who they have captured. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Prince has the the mech that the he red has. mech, yeah. Yeah. Um and so Elisa's dad is the um, leader of the Black Workshop, and mm-hmm. he's just like, all right, cool, guys. It's that professor that you've been seeing throughout yep. the whole game. Told you he was suspicious. I was trying to throw you off. I was like, I'm not buying this. He's, he kept showing up way too conveniently. Like, there's no way he's not going to be someone. Yeah, because he showed up um, at the the boathouse. He showed up at the island, and then he showed up again in Heimdall in mm-hmm. the Imperial Museum. It's too convenient. And I'm like, huh, interesting. But um, um, and he also unveils their plan to take Altina, kill her, turn her into a sword that will murder that beast, and enact the fanta- the fan- phantasmal blaze, blaze plan, plan, which is also like called something something about Twilight, not the movies yeah. or the books. Ba- basically, the, the Great end Twilight of the world. Plan. Yeah, it's their it's their idea to resurrect the Great One, the Rock, yes. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Oh my god! If you smell um, the cooking. So yeah, you're things are going kind of bad here. Like, 
you you get through it um but reen as valimar is like in a lock battle with this like the the monster has mm -hmm. his sword and chomps it and chomps it um and they're like ah, we told you nothing could defeat it besides you know a sword from the the thing that's like completely um in tune with the the artificial being and da, 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 has da. to be the perfect being and altina is the perfect being or the perfect um, recreation or whatever and so then, like, cedric starts choking her yeah. to death and then and she's, she's able like to, nope she's able to summon her buddy and he's like get the f off um and then she just like flies off and is trying to shield everybody's like that shield's not gonna hold don't mm -hmm. do that and she's basically like i'm go i'll sacrifice myself i'll do it yeah that's what it takes and then million runs down and is like no i'm just kidding you're not doing this i'm gonna do it she's like, like why it's, it's fine um so yeah yeah million takes a shot and turns into a giant sword and reen is and reen freaks the out like he immediately turns into his ogre mode valimar transforms yeah valimar goes ogre too which is wild like mm -hmm. his his form looks cool when he goes he, over. he takes that sword and just starts chopping up the beast yeah it is oh boy um rough. you know was was the whole point of the whole thing was that they wanted to kill the beast with the sword um one thing that is also happening is that one Duvali is outside and she's like what is happening is, um, this, is this really what we were trying to fight for yeah um so that's an interesting thing but she has been like she has been questioning, questioning things yeah. throughout this game. So she has. She is basically uh, number one with a bullet in terms of like who we think is going to be switching sides. sides. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, Osborne and Elisa's dad are like, you know what? Things are uh, kind of weird outside. The Courageous is out there with Toval and Oliver and Laura's dad. Um, and everybody's really excited. Like all the good dudes are like, yes, yeah, we have backup. Um, so he's like, should we do it? And the prince and um, Oswald are like, yep, do it. He presses a button Boop. and it explodes. It blows up. George had planted bombs on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, it's really sad because you have like Toval and Oliver that are basically like, saying their goodbyes to like their loved one through like just words of like i messed up and um laura's dad like takes his hat off and i mean it just blows up mm -hmm. and cedric that little down there is like bye brother what a piece of i know also at this point we get a cut to Le Guin and vita because vita has abandoned well, before that you get a shot of Le Guin with the Black Whirlwind. They're right. fighting stuff. Some of their troops show up, and they are holding Ash, Ash. And they're like, all right, we got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. So she has teamed up with like army and stuff. But then like they go to the airport where they're going on to like one of the, the big uh, airships. She meets up with Vita, and they mention, of like, oh, everything seems to be going according to her plan. Using the name of Muse when mm -hmm. she is her actual name. So we know that somehow Muse, Le Guin, and Vita are teamed up in some fashion. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's good or bad, we are not that sure of. I would say it's probably good. -ish. And and Muse <laughs> has an apparently an ability to like figure out what's going on very very well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and another thing that's significant about this conversation is they're like, okay, well, now that the prince is gone, like she's the only card in the mm-hmm. like at play. And it's like, what does that mean? That like they're comparing her to Oliver? Like, okay, I don't think if they were like if they were villains, they would compare her to Oliver. True, I don't think so either. And I think with like the Gwen's actions in this game so far, like I don't think it would be it would be weird for her to go from villain to good guy back to villain. Yeah, and I think that she genuinely like extracted Ash because she like that's her student because she was. Yeah, you don't take my student and then tell me, hey, off like no you we're going to go get him back like she has been like a driving force for this branch campus of like it's almost like the branch campus is like this very punk rock attitude compared to the main campus and she is the driving force behind that yeah so like i don't see her as like going or turning back villain so like i feel like this is some like they're kind of kind of be like an offshoot maybe not like super like hey we're going to be working side by side with reen and everyone immediately Mm-hmm. maybe doing their own thing but like they are an interesting groups right now i'm just very interested how muse works into all that same um so that's happening um and we've discussed like you know are they actually dead because like that's an explosion and the ship literally falls to pieces mm-hmm. like i don't know how you'd survive that what if it was a projection Da-ba-bum. um so yeah, Reen's still down there just chopping this thing to bits. Um, um, you get you get some like cuts to like all the the people that are still in the the tower, and it's like telling him to stop, telling him to stop, and then like the the other sides are just like looking at it, and it's like I don't know about this. Lecter is the Lecter. most interesting one because he is kind of that he's like I don't like that Milliam and and Altina have been used like this. Like this is kind of like what the is going on. They're all kind of like not they're not very happy with the courageous bit they're like you know they didn't Mm -hmm. give them any warning they just blew them up out of the sky like that's not how you do it but Lecter is very upset about how Milliam and um Altina are treated Mm -hmm. so that's interesting and I I'd like to see where that goes I feel like Lecter is kind of the person who might be the one who's like I'm gonna go where the power lies yeah and if wherever that goes, I will I will put my allegiances. So, you know, he's going to look out for himself first. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that, and, that was a very interesting little moment. And we learned that his, like, iron blood power is that, like, he calls it his gut feelings. Mm-hmm. But he's able to just, like, figure out what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if that's going to come into play here. Yeah. But uh, Also, while all this is happening and Marina has basically murdered this beast... And is about to stomp towards Osborne and Elisa's dad. Crow gets his memories back. Yep, and he's like, <laughs> "Why did I have to do this?" Now he drops his mask and just jumps down into the pit. And everyone's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And summons his divine knight. Uh huh. Which like, uh, so the Jaeger King and the Steel Maiden are like, "All right, I guess we're going too." Yep. <laughs> they summon their mechs. Uh, Prince gets into his mech. So we have. Five mechs. Uh, yeah, Osborne's is behind him. He's Osborne gets eight. his, so that's six. And there is seven mechs in total. Seven divine knights. And Rufus implies that he knows who has the oh. last one. He's like, well, I wonder who the seventh one could be. <laughs> Which I don't think it implies that he has it. He knows who has it. He knows who has it. I don't think he's the owner of it. 
I don't know. I honestly have no idea who would have the seventh one. We because we were discussing this, and I feel like if if it's another villain who has it, I feel like that's too much the of a power are, imbalance. Yeah. Because like obviously, uh, from stuff we know, Crow's gonna turn babyface again. Yeah. So that would put two on five if it's another villain. So I don't think it's. I don't know. But also, like you never know. Like Jaeger King could turn. I was Steel Maiden Jager can King turn. Might turn. So, but I think it's going to be someone that's surprising. Yeah. And you never know. Rufus could also be like some who's just like plotting behind the scenes against Osborne for whatever reason. He's he's the type he, of person who would do that. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. I'd like to see like who has that seventh mm-hmm. one, but he he implies he knows. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So Reen has killed this thing. He's enacted the the twilight the great twilight and everybody is like it's basically engulfed, it's engulfed yeah. the entire country in darkness there is like weird energy coming out from the ground and everything and causing people to kind of be more angry, angry and stuff so bad stuff um everyone gets Wait. down there with their knights while reen is closing in and uh crow restrains him is like hey buddy no 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 let's not do this let's not do this uh osborne gets into his mech um, it's also worth mentioning that Reen is like not only in his ogre form, but he's in a trance. Like he can't speak and he mm-hmm. just grunts. That's all he does right now. And he's kind of like phasing out of it a bit. Yeah. Um, and then this happens. And then Osborne gets into his mech and like grabs Valimar and is like, oh, we're going to get you now, Reen. Cut to black credits. Yep. That's how it ends. <laughs> it's real good. I was so mad. I was like, holy sh! That's a cliffhanger. I was like, I finished this game at f- four in the morning. Yep. And texted you. I was like, f- off. F- this. They can't end it there. F- you knew though. You I knew, knew. I knew. I knew something was gonna happen. I thought it was actually they were gonna do it earlier, because there was really? like it felt like it was building up to that mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. I was like, they better not f- do this because they did it at the end of chapter four as well. It was a big cut to black. Mm-hmm. Um. I was like, oh, they better not do Because I knew your text about this. Mm-hmm. As you finished the game, you were basically had the same reaction. So I knew something was going to happen. Yep. And then they did it. Yep. It's they real good. They ended it right with Osborne grabbing Valimar's <sighs> head. And it's like, all right, we got you, Reen. That's such, it's such a great direction of just being like, all right, that's it. That's all you see. I am so ready for four now. And mm-hmm. I, I, the wait's going to be so hard. And like the fact that I, I replayed it immediately. Like I caught so many hints towards what was happening mm-hmm. um, in terms of like Elise's dad and um, like the big plan and all that jazz. Like there are subtle hints throughout that I was like, holy, f-. it was pointing towards this the whole time. It's wild. Mm-hmm. What a good game. Mm-hmm. Man. It's really good. Um, um, so our, our basic kind of like uh, theory of what we're going to expect going into the four, which is we've seen kind of from the, the opening is the that opening. it seems like it's going to be like new class seven coming together and trying to find a way to bring Reen back from whatever. Yeah. Cause like something's happens, something happens to him obviously from the events of this and then what happens in four obviously. But so I think that's going to be kind of like the big kind of sticking point at the beginning. Yeah, but. he's he's got a mask in the opening, and mm-hmm. then like at one point the mask like shatters off. Um, but we're we're thinking that like he's he's they're gonna have to go on a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. And also they like get- he's his hair is all in ogre form now permanently. 
Yeah, he's permanently ogre so form now. It's going to be very interesting. Um, briefly, because we we've gone very long. Very very long. Um, let's talk about people who we think are going to turn. Duvali. Duvali, obviously. Um, I I'm banking on Rutger. I could see that because he kind of yeah. seems like the kind of person who's like not really. He's not dedicated to. He's that not dedicated side. to them. And he's not going to do anything to put Fee in danger. Right. I see him turning. Can I give you my one wild card turn? Mm-hmm. McBurn. I don't see that one. McBurn's going to turn because he's going to find, he's going to see that Reen gives him the, the ultimate fight and help him out. Because he's Goku. But I don't think you would want to help him out. I think you just want to fight him. But what if he, he sees like Reen's fight, uh, he has a good fight with Reen and then's like, all right, I'll help you fight Osborne. I think we're more likely to see Lecter. I yeah, I think um, Lecter could, but like, give me give me my McBurn good good guy turn. <laughs> I'm also ninety percent sure Claire is going to turn bad. No, is going to like stop with the Iron Blood helping out. Okay, like, yeah, Osborne because she like when Reen was running past her after the battle, she like reached out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's obviously had issues with this whole thing. And has had issues with the whole thing since two, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that she's going to continue on with Osborne's. Plan. I think we're going to see the Iron Bloods kind of crumble. Yeah, I think so too. Like I think we're going to see Claire turn, Lecter turn. Rufus is going to try is going to betray Osborne. I mean, Rufus is like and going to try and do what he wants to do. <laughs> he's a power hungry dude, and mm-hmm. like he's going to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. Like, I think the only one that's going to like stick by Osborne is probably Prince, because he's just young and naive and a. Yeah, I think so too. So. Like I think fully, Prince is pretty evil now. Not not Prince like the musician because he was rad, <laughs> um, but like the evil little <laughs> Prince, mm-hmm. who like literally every time he'd show up, I was just like, "You're." This is a lot of like text anytime he showed up, like "Boo, <laughs> you suck." Um. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. I think um, Campanella might. is firmly entrenched in Ouroboros. He's not changing. Yeah, no, like he he was bummed about the whole courageous thing, but he's not changing. Yeah, he was like, oh, I guess that's just the thing that happens. Oh well. Um, I I I don't know about Steel Maiden. Yeah. And then we know that Vita's kind of like. You know, riding the fence on it. The Sharon turned back. I think that Sharon does because when she sees that Elisa's really upset about her dad, she calls her my lady again. Mm-hmm. And like when she was going through the whole speech of like, you know, I'm no longer part of the Ryan for family. I'm not Sharon. And then, like, when she sees how upset she is, she calls her my lady. And I mm-hmm. think that that's something that's significant. And also, I don't know if you noticed it, but um, like her text box, like would move between like Sharon and like severing chains. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. But we guarantee Duvely. Yeah, I think Duvely is just like a is a lock. A lock. <laughs> Which would be interesting. I'm interested to see what Duvely would look like as like. An ally. Mm-hmm. 
especially because she's so, so like Sundari towards Reen. Mm-hmm. That's what Reen needs another one. <laughs> right? Just another one. <laughs> uh, but that is the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. A um, wild game, a long game, as evident by this podcast length. Um, for the record, since I did not mention it at the beginning, uh, my current playtime. Yeah, you had to listen to three hours of this podcast to hear this. Is 180 hours. But you finished the game with like over 100, the initial playthrough. Yeah, yeah. And so. I'm sure that I will play it again before 4 comes out. I'm sure I will. There you go. God, it's a good game. It's a really good game. But we're going to wrap this up because this, this is a long, long, longest podcast we've ever done. And it's late. And it's very late. Uh, so if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAmericheCheckup.com or SCC.cool. where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can go find all of our Game of the Year stuff we wrote up and everything. Woo! And other of the year stuff. Uh, you can follow Anladium at Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews and stuff like that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkups, where we do Twitter. And you can buy us a slice of pizza at patreon.com slash SACOVA. It's where you can, you could have, if you were a Patreon or patron when this episode was initially recorded, you could have got it early. Because we recorded it early. So there you go. Next week, we'll continue with our backlog of 2018 games that we haven't talked about. So we're going to talk about 2018, the, 2019. 2019, excuse me. I'm well behind in my years. <laughs> Our 2019 backlog that we're catching up on. So we're going to talk about The Outer Worlds and Episode 5 of Life is Strange 2. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you then. It probably won't be as long as a podcast. It won't be as long. <laughs>